Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. Welcome to episode 100 of the In Kicks We Trust podcast. I am here, or I am back with, <laughs> there you go, air horns. I am back with the full In Kicks We Trust team. Kev, how's it going? Hey, what is going on, everyone? We haven't missed Kev. He's been here the last couple weeks. <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> I've been around. I've been around. Golly, how's it going? I'm fucking ripping big dabs and choking on them right now i can't <laughs> i've been coughing for the past 10 minutes and hasn't been good but no i'm i'm, I'm doing good busy i'm good nothing's changed <laughs> nothing's <laughs> changed there either <laughs> lots of changes pick the, actually pick the always, right, always pick the right where we up. left off <laughs> i'm climbing that stairway to i don't know something not heaven but like Hollyland. the dabs are taking full effect people as you can hear Juan, anyone message you about jordan ones and travel What's up, y'all? Yes, to both, actually. And miss y'all. I, I did listen to both. Y'all had a lot of good content. The guests are really interesting stuff. Yeah, those were a lot of fun episodes there. And Rich. We back. We back. We back. We back. <laughs> In a couple of weeks. For number 100. Number 100. The, all, all five of us. The 100, man. Thank you, everybody. Been rocking with us. I think I'm doing, I'm getting ahead of myself. But, yo, 100 fucking crazy yeah crazy thank you everybody yeah thank yo trev kev the real mvps these guys have been going strong we we got a bit of a break i truly appreciated it i'm still late all the time it's, it's terrible but yeah thank y'all guys man and thank you everybody hunted a hundred episodes keep it a hundred keep it a hundred keeping it a hundred Colin's always telling us about the dabs and the project rock fucking sneakers and the deer chasing hey. sneakers and all of that. If anybody's I am it not a, a fan of that word, keeping a hundred, okay? When when people post on IG, oh, a hundred or like emoji. Well, you gotta keep it a buck. But... I mean, same. keep it a buck, keep it a hundred. You know, like I said, you, you've been keeping it a hundred for a hundred episodes. As I said, deer chasing shoes. Fuck shoes you thought were waterproof and they wasn't, you know. So <laughs> throwing, up, throwing up at splash pads, throwing up at splash pads. Yo, Colin has just been a treat these last hundred fucking episodes. You definitely been keeping it hundred. So yeah, that was a long intro, but I've been away for a few weeks, so I got a lot to say today. But well, you forgot to mention the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ooh, we gonna fucking fight, See, Colin. <laughs> When keeping it a hundred goes wrong, <laughs> Colin's about to find out what happens. Well, what, was that, what was that meme? Fuck around and find out. That's Colin. Fuck around and find out, man. <laughs> with the chart, with the graph chart, or whatever the fuck. They got. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck you, Colin. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> fuck you, yo, my Steelers. Uh, that's all I can say. I mean, it's fuck okay. Trev, and fuck Trev, and fuck Trev and the fucking Eagles. Fuck them too. I'm real salty over here. I'm sorry. I'm real salty over here. Fuck okay. the Eagles. It's Yo, okay. Pete, sorry. Pete, I'm sorry. What about, what about Dallas or uh, the Giants? Fuck, fuck the Eagles respectfully. How about oh, that? Fuck Dallas, <laughs> too. Speaking of, speaking of 5-0, and oh, my last last week, 
um, my matchup in fantasy football, I was facing a guy that was 4-0 and I was 3-1 and and literally came down to the Raiders game. And fucking Jacobs went off, of course. He needed like 22 points to beat me and he got fucking 22 points. <laughs> pissed me off, man. I got nippled. It's okay. I, I beat Rich <laughs> in fantasy this week. Yeah, fuck I, beat- yeah, I, haven't even, I haven't even looked at it. That's just going to show you how fucking pissed off I am. Okay. I beat Rich in fantasy having two players to register zero points. Rub it <laughs> in, Trevor. Rub it in. Like, damn. Rub I was in. like, damn. Rub it in. Football cannot I, be talked in this episode. Yeah, I can't. Oh, I can't promise that. Yeah. There's a question I that I did not include in here for a specific reason. Oh, shit. Well. Anyways. <laughs> Welcome to episode 100, everyone. We finally made it to triple digits. So thank you to everyone who's listening, as Rich mentioned earlier. This episode is going to be a questions episode, so it's just going to be the five of us. We asked listeners to, to submit some questions, so we're going to answer them on this episode. And we will thank you all a little bit later in the episode. But for the first time in three weeks, let's talk about our weekly wears and pickups from all of us. So, Kev, you can always start it off. Sure. I rock the Tom Sachs general purpose shoe. Air Max One anniversary. So another disappointing part of this episode was our Blue Jays got fucking rocked. Okay, <laughs> but I wore some pairs for the occasion. So I rocked Air Max One anniversary blues. You know, for some a little blue. I also uh, rocked my Air Max One IDs. It was like the gray pair, the Jacquard pair. It's got like a blue swoosh on it and red airbag. You know, it's kind of Blue Jay-esque, but they fucking pissed me off because they lost. So anyways, those were, um, you know, I wore those for the Jays games. But I also wore Air Max 1 Currys. I rocked Pure Money Jordan 3s. And I also rocked Jordan 1 Breads, the 2016 pair. So those were my wears. And then for my pickups, I did have one pickup, which, you know, Colin will probably mentioned too. Shout out to Colin as well the confirmed God, but I also put in a, an entry for the campus uh, Towley Adidas pair as an assist. So I was able to hit one and then Colin also hit one too. So shout out to Colin for always assisting, but I got that. But I, another surprise pickup and shout out to the homie Juan because he got me a couple of these bad boys. They're the cactus plant flea market McDonald's toys. We don't get these. Care package? Care package? Yeah, little care pack. He threw them in because I was asking if he had any doubles. And Juan, of course, you know, always, uh, always helping out. He's like, yo, I got tons of doubles. And he said he would throw in a couple for me of the ones that he had. Yo, so. Juan, man, corn pops, bro. Next time you got those <laughs> corn pops in there, man. Juan's like the sponsor, you know what I mean? Like he sponsors us, man. <laughs> he's like giving us food, toys, sneakers. You know, he's like, he's like the fucking American Santa Claus over there. <laughs> <laughs> or pops uh, hell yeah man yeah. yeah so i got some uh i got some cactus plant cactus plant flea market toys the uh the cpfm guy that one and then also the birdie one so shout out to Juan for that appreciate it but that was basically it for me dope nice good week and i'll touch on the blue jays in a minute but yeah the, oh my god so disappointing i was at the game <laughs> and just oh just oh, yeah. oh. I know you. can't have it all trev can't have it all <laughs> But it felt like we were having it all at the, uh, you know. Anyways. You know what? It's not even about that they lost because I, I, even if they advanced, I didn't anticipate that they were going to get past the next round. It was just so heartbreaking for them to lose a seven-run lead with three innings left in the game. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, and just so many bad choices. The manager pulled the pitcher 
when he should have kept playing the collision. I, I could go on about yeah, this. Yeah, the collision. Yeah. The collision in center field was just a, a terrible play by our shortstop, and I think he should be traded immediately. But, anyways, I digress. <laughs> Collie, what about you? All right. So, I mean, this time of year, I've been really busy. So, I've just been wearing Ultra Boost because it's so comfortable. So, Ultra Boost is all I've been wearing really for like the past two, three weeks. As for pickups, I decided to invest in myself and I spent six racks on a new MacBook. So uh, shoes are not on a priority for a little bit. But like I said, get the, the W for um, John. Those tally shoes are actually really nice in the future. I would love to get them never to wear, but just stick up on my wall. So probably get the same like smaller size just so, you know, it's like a collector's piece and the box is nice and the keychain is pretty good. And uh, the other pickup is right here. These are Project Rock 5s. These are the Black Adam edition. The what new the yeah, DC Universe movie is coming out in theaters. The Rock is going to be Black Adam. Yep. And it's going to be a great movie. And this is the workout shoot to go with it. So I'll be looking nice and fashionable. Sporty the gym with these bad boys on. It's actually pretty nice. Like, I know we joke around I mean, about look, the Project Rock stuff and everything. The Bramable there. It's like black and gold. You got that Thunderbolt on the back. Then it also, it's um designed uh, look like, like Virgil had a part because it has exposed tongue. You oh, see, so, the deconstructed look. Yeah, the deconstructed <laughs> and the way it is with the siding. You can't really see because the lighting here is shit. But, I mean, it, it feels really nice on foot. It's really comfortable. What is the midsole cushioning? Do they uh, have a it's name? the hover technology? Oh yeah, hover, hover. That's right. Okay. Yeah, but this is even thicker and responsive. So even though it's a gym shoe and it's like very stable because it has this tri-base bottom here technology for like squatting and deadlifting, because it has so much hover, it also has give back. So mm, still, I like guy. my Project Rock BSRs for squatting and deadlifting, but as an overall gym shoe or like an athletic shoe, this shoe is pretty good. Not a bad. Shoe nothing. I have nothing to say. <laughs> you tell me, you're not gonna watch the movie. Of course I'm going to watch the movie. But the shoes. No. no. So oh, come on, Rich. He tried them on. You'd probably be like, oh, man, these are really comfortable. <laughs> yeah, man. Will it replace the Hirachi, the though? Will it ha- replace the Hirachi? No, as- never. <laughs> never. He's not even going to try it on. You don't even understand the material. This material here is like this stretchy, woven, like, plastic. It's weird. Is this the it's official like, sales rubber. pitch that you use at work? And right. I don't even have these in my shop. I work at a factory outlet part time. I don't work at Eaton Center. Only Eaton Center has these bad boys. So you went oh, down there to get those. Oh, you went down. I mean, I'm not driving down, all way down there. I get free shipping, so like. Oh shit! Okay. Nah. And it, anything over eighty dollars is free not, shipping, guys. Okay. Just free shipping. All I'm hearing is that Colin picked up the Under Armour version of the Hirachi. Pretty much. <laughs> Thank you, Trev. The <laughs> Hirachi could not perform like this in the gym. Trev, the Hirachi would oh, fall here apart. Here we go again. Says the guy who said you can ball in fucking easy 350. Stop it. Not serious. Remember the take? Not serious. <laughs> not serious. When did I say you can ball in easy 350? You said it was an athletic shoe. You said it was an athletic shoe. No, like... <laughs> ball. It's athletic. You can move around in. You can you know run a little bit more. It's like a running shoe. Like the Ultra Boost. That's an athletic shoe. I didn't say you're going to play ball in it. Ball, you specifically need a basketball shoe. If y'all could see Rich's face right now. Where's the sign, Rich? Where's the sign? Communication is key, guys. <laughs> you can ball in easy 350s. Some of you may remember this from an earlier sign. Rich is holding out the sign that says, but, I'm not arguing. I'm just explaining why I am. And I'm not arguing. I'm just explaining what I said by athletic shoe. So You're real defensive, Colin. <laughs> Moving along. Good week, though, Colin. Good <laughs> yes, week. good Great week, Colin. Week. Right. 
It can't be the episode 100 if you don't have an Under Armour pickup. I mean, I guess I'd rather have an Adidas pickup, but you did. You had an Adidas pickup and an Under Armour. I pickup. mean, that for really myself, the whole though, like, and, and an electronics pickup. pickup as there you well. go. I, no, but I I want. But then you pick up the. I see you did. You had an Adidas. What the fuck was it? That yeah, the tallies. Yeah, the tallies. Yeah, you talked about that. Yeah, yeah you just talked about that. That the well, way, you just you just mentioned. I mean, I think Rich is smoking some stuff. He coughs his. Nah, you maybe, know what? Like... You, see what happens is when you talk about Adidas or Under Armour, I just go to a different. He just place. tunes you out <laughs> straight up. Straight up, I'm back now. Okay. You know, it's like Charlie Brown when the educated teacher goes womp womp womp, and the student doesn't understand. <laughs> All I hear is just chatter. Yeah. Womp 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 womp. And even the whole thing with the Under, all her was Black Adam. That was it. But everything else was like just muffled. <laughs> nice. I am going to check for the movie though. Good week. Yes. Good week. Juan, what about you? All I bought was Project Rock. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I copped this week, just Project Rock stuff. No, actually, I picked up something thanks to eBay. I saw people at SneakerCon wearing it. And then I had some more conversation with Kev about it. I actually scooped the. Tom Sachs, general purpose shoe in yellow. Uh, I like the shoe. If I could get a retail, I know that they have them in some of the stores here in America. I'd actually double up because that's something I know I could put on my front door, run you around. Love it. Just you love it. Yeah, like a hundred, man. Like, you know, that's why I really, I, I thought about it and I found a good deal on eBay. I made an offer to a seller and they, you know, they obliged. So now I'm just going to wait for it to come in. But I got my offer accepted and like, you know, shout out to eBay for that. In terms of wear, simple week. You guys know me, Aaron. Simple. I know Rich is going to be a little upset. I wore a pair of 500s. It was really comfortable. It's a good wear. Jordan ones, shadow ones, as always. Red ones. I wore some mules. It was getting a little cold here. Some like one of those slides. Simple week for me. Dope, dope. Nice. Good week, one. Now, on to me. So I've got, I actually had a bunch of wears this week. So let's start with my baseball related wears because I don't know if I'm done ranting about how badly or how disappointing that Blue Jays game was that I went to. I just don't know that I can put it in words. How dis- actually, you know what? We'll start with pickups. So the pickups go into the, into the wares. Shout out Kev. Kev had a uh, coupon for sports checkup here which is basically like a dick sports for all our American listeners. It's like a friends and family coupon, but it's like a cost plus 15 coupon. So I took advantage and I bought a Jays jersey, the new light blue one. I bought the hat that goes along with it. And I bought a Raptors jersey for, I believe it was 40 off of everything. So thank you, Kev. That was my pickup for the week. I did pick up something on eBay, but it did not pass authentication. So uh, yeah, we'll have to circle back on that one. So Yes, so I wore the Jays jersey and hat to the game where I wore my Air Max 97 Ultras. I have a navy pair. Super comfortable, so that was nice because it was a four-hour game, so it was a long <laughs> a long time sitting. I also wore I have a pair of Air Max 1s. It's like a blue and navy pair with some red accents that I've worn before. It's on my Instagram if anyone wants to go look at it. More of those. Both days, I wore Jays hats, and I tried to do the, uh, the midsole collector post with where he's got like the shoes and the hat. Holy shit, is that ever difficult to do? I don't it's know how funny he does you mentioned it. it because when he does it, I've seen him do it and he just like click 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 and he's done. Yeah. It's like two seconds. Like obviously it must be like muscle memory. Shout out to Midsole Collector. But yeah, it's 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 like the grill shot. Do you think it's easy because it looks simple, but when you try to do it, you can't replicate it, man. Well, when he was at SneakerCon, he was taking his grocery store flex photo right. in front of our booth. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, let me take the picture for you, Sean. And he's like 
bro, you don't think I've been doing this for like ever? <laughs> like, I'm good. I got this. I'm like, all right, you've got your process. My bad. I'll, I'll, you do your thing. So I, I attempted to do it. I actually had to have my girl take the photo of the, the first photo. And I was looking at it. I was like, oh, man, like the photo is OK. Like, it's OK, but it's not replicated the way he does it. Right. Like, no, it's, it's just it's a, the angle that he gets, man. Like, yeah, like which is practice. Like, I get it. Like to do some of those oh, yeah. shots is like it's it's practice. It needs to be done. But I was like, let me try these. Like, I, I got these. Well, and I, and I forgot to take the photo before we went to the game. So I was like, oh, I'll take it after the game. And then we lost, and I was like, I don't want to post this. Like, I, I'm, I'm not interested in discussing anything blue. <laughs> I don't want anything Blue Jays related on there right now. I also wore the Air Jordan One breads this week. Nice. Air Force One Low Wheat. Tis the season. Oh yeah, yeah. Tis the season. Air Max One Atmos. Air Jordan One Bread Toes and Air Jordan and Bread Toes in the same week and Bread Toes yes look at you man I know going after sounds it sounds like you like ones more than I do now <laughs> yeah don't message Juan about Jordan ones anymore message yeah, me yeah, about Jordan yeah. ones <laughs> and you can message me about how much I hate the Blue Jays last weekend that can be my travel oh they ruined Thanksgiving they ruined it. oh 100% and the Air Jordan 7 Olympics I wore those today oh nice nice little bit of a rotation going i feel like in the last cut like last like month or so i've been wearing like the same four shoes and i was like i have to start wearing things yeah because you gotta you know you gotta take advantage of what's left of sneaker season man yep uh, because golf season is winding down so i don't need to just have something comfortable to slip on and off oh and i rocked my air jordan one shadow golf shoes over the weekend i finally busted those out you know what? It's actually really weird. I know. I know. I talked to a couple people about them. They're actually really comfortable. Like I walk. I played twenty-seven holes on Monday, and when I walked twenty-seven holes, smaller course, but I walked twenty-seven holes. I wasn't anticipating doing the last eighteen. It just kind of happened that way. Yeah, they're comfortable. It almost feels like I was wearing a free run. As weird as that sounds, it that was sounds very, very weird. When I'm walking on the gravel, like I could really feel the rocks on my foot. Oh, like it was it was really strange. Like it was it almost felt like like I had the sensation as I was walking like on the gravel there. I was like, oh, it kind of feels like a free run. <laughs> so a little strange, but I know ones don't have like a super cushion and they're pretty like flat and flexible like that. But yeah, it was definitely weird, but a, but a nice, nice golf shoot. Big week, Trev. Big week. Big week. But coming out of the cleanup hitter here. Yeah. How many pickups, Rich? After his three-week absence. Yeah, three weeks. Three weeks. So you obviously have a lot of wares, and you must have at least four pickups. <laughs> nah, not that much, man. Not that much. I'll go with two. Let me start with the wares. Fuck, I gotta pull up my IG. Yeah, it's been a minute, man. Fuck. And I haven't been posting either, but I'm always wearing a lot of shit. Dornbecker 2s, of course. Got those. I don't know if I told the story happened to, <laughs> happened to them. It was a DS pair. I wore them two days after I scooped them up at SneakerCon. And they fucking started to separate on me. Didn't crumble. So, I'm, I mean, I kind of anticipated it. Salute to the homie Konoski. Those went right to him. Turnover was fuck. I think I got it back less than two weeks, man. So, got that pair back and threw those on feet again. So, I was able to snap on foot for those. The Union 4s. I've been killing those. That guava pair. Been wearing the fuck out of them. Of course, Panda Dunks. Yeah, Panda Dunks are getting some burn. I actually got a compliment by two kids today. I was wearing them and they're like, yo, love your shoes, man. I'm like, thanks, fuck. So I guess the Panda Dunks is the, the new thing. But yeah, they've been getting a lot of burn. Shout out to the homie Captivated Souls. Been rocking the the Jordan ones. I'm on my ears. Wore those a few times. That Air Max Day, um, Air Max One. Been killing that pair too. 
Which other ones? Obviously the duck camos. All of my Air Maxes I've been wearing too, that skeptic pair. Just super comfortable. As I said, man, like I'm finding a lot of them. I don't know about you guys, but a lot of the Jays, man, it's just they rough. <laughs> they rough on my knees, man. So I'm starting to phase out a lot of them just because they're not comfortable, man. Or the Chrome twos. That was interesting because now they're officially done. <laughs> officially done. That like yeah. You're just cooking shoes here and there. You know what? I, I always get in these weird habits where I'm like, yeah, let me just put these on. Like, and they've been sitting forever. So, yeah, that just one step and the whole bottom just flopped off. So, kind of toying with the idea if I'm going to get them re glued. I'm not sure how long the midsole will hold up. I know I'm going for a tangent here, but it's a true testament to the quality of the older Jordans because, as we know, James B. Will copped that Chicago <laughs> to 2010 pair, fucking crumbled on him. And then, um, I'm gonna butcher her name. The the young lady we had on um Jay Jammer. Is it Jay Jammer? May. 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 Yep. May. Yes, May is easy. Sorry, May. Don't kill me. Um, but May, she posted a video about her 2010 pair. I actually thought it was an old four pair because it crumbled. And I'm just like, that's 2010. That's not even that old. My old four pair is fully intact, like no separation. So once again, it goes to the quality. So for the individuals hoarding all these new retros. They probably got a very short shell life. So fucking wear them. Because if I got pairs that are old in the y'all shit and it's still holding up, that's not a good sign. Yeah, I'm on my year ones, penny ones. I kind of slept on that social status too. Um, but I might try to loop back around for that. I'm trying to think what else. I think that was it, man. I'm like, surprised like I... you didn't go after the social status. He was back and forward uh, and back and forth. We were having a conversation with uh, Sean about it. Because he actually asked me for the oop for it, which, I, yeah. by the way, I did win it on that delayed ass raffle, just so y'all know. <laughs> oh, for it? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'm kind of, I want it, but at the same time, it's like, I'd rather the Orlando. You know what I mean? Like, if that makes sense. Because I even, you know, Sulu Tawan, he hit on both pairs for me, the social status one, as well as the Orlando. And I almost felt like when I got that Orlando, it's like, do I really need the social status pair? Obviously, I will keep it. So I didn't want to get into that same thing with that, too. They released another. I don't know if you guys seen that. I've just seen pictures of the they did a Penny 2 that's coming out. It's like all black and white. What Penny 2, the patent leather one? Yeah, it's like a, it's like black and white. And it looks like it's patent leather, like the yeah, material. I'm not feeling them. that one at all. So I don't know. They're not bad. But yeah, I feel like the social status pair, it is nice. But I kind of prefer the Orlando. So if I can get it on sale or something, I'll probably go for it. But it wasn't a pair that I was going to kind of jump to. Yeah, I think that's it for my wares, man. Just kind of, like I said, comfortability. I did do a lot of shots of that Guava Union 4, which like I'm loving. So I'm uh, just trying to get as much wear before the weather shifts on us, like Kev said. Oh, and uh, DMP Red Ones. I wore those too. forgot about that pair. In terms of pickups, uh, shout, out, shout out to eBay Canada. Ended up picking up the Black History Month 2. Nothing crazy. It's pretty much just a donor for me. So I'll just run it into the ground until I'm ready to use the midsole. <laughs> um, <laughs> salute to the homies over at Omnis. You know, my second home, man. Shout out to those guys. I ended up picking up another pair, which will be a donor. It's actually the Tinker 3, the all black with the, the silver. Yeah. So I'm just going to rock that until I'm ready for the midsole <laughs> as well. I love so that pair. I scooped that. Yeah, it's actually a nice pair, man. I'm not even going to lie. It's actually a nice pair. They did their thing on it. I think all those Tinker ones were nice. I think they did a really good job on those. Obviously, the white cement is the favorite, but I think with all of them, it's 
equally as good in my opinion. Swoosh um, is such a nice touch on the like all those it works that like yeah, it just it works, works man. so well. It works. And I like that pair too because the tongue is 3M. I think the swoosh is 3M as well. So yeah, they had it for a good price. And I um I grabbed those. Like I said, with the intention of using the the sole at some point. So yeah. So those are my my pickups, man. I've been trying to be good. <laughs> and yet here we are, hundred episodes <laughs> later, and you still had pickups to talk about. <laughs> Trying to be good, man. Trying to be good. I'm not going to lie. That Tinker so. is a perfect example of a shoe that I waited too long to get at Foot Locker on discount, where it was like, it just kept going down in price. And I was like, I can wait. I can wait. I can wait. And then it just, it sold out. And I was like, oh, uh-huh. damn it. I waited too long. <laughs> Didn't you get it eventually or no? I got the the fire red pair. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, don't uh-huh. have, I don't have the black one. The black one was an example of one that I was just waiting for like a deep, deep, deep discount on and waited too fucking long man yeah waited too long you got greedy i got greedy now those (laughs) are the the bordeaux 12s are another good example of that yeah sometimes you can't wait because once it hits like that perfect price point then people start pulling the trigger on it so yeah Yeah, man all right project rocks no project rocks (laughs) yet yet black adam edition (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's what we'll give Rich for his birthday next yeah. year. <laughs> oh, I think Marquise is getting into my size, so those will go right to oh. <laughs> Play fucking soccer in them or something. Since <laughs> for athletic purposes, Colin. <laughs> Colin, right. fuck with you, by the way. I, people probably think I'm bullying Colin, man. This is... You know, just just a little fun. We're having those here. are training shoes. Athletic purposes were the Yeezys. <laughs> there we, there we. Go. We need to have we need um, to have Colin do like uh, obstacle courses and fucking three fifties or something. You know, like how they set up wear tester type shit. <laughs> just have Colin do a, a bunch of like cuts and 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 spin Put on the cones and, and shit. Yeah, where you gotta yeah. <laughs> Here's Colin in three fifties <laughs> versus his deer chasing shoes. You know, and then we'll just set up the Colin. Olymp- <laughs> Call the Olympics. They'll be like, you know how like they dangle carrots in front of uh, fucking animals? It'll be like a piece of shatter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, fuck. No, but we love Colin. We love Colin. We just, of course. Colin's my guy. Man. Colin's my guy. It's all fun in, in games. It's all love. It's all love, Colin. All right. Now, questions. So, we put this out a couple times over the last couple weeks. Just asked some of our listeners and followers to uh, to submit some questions to answer on the pod. So thank you to everyone who got questions in. And then we'll just answer them. Some of them are quicker answers. Some of them are not quicker answers. One of them <laughs> is maybe we'll get Rich to say something that he doesn't want to say. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I, I like these episodes, I, you know, because it kind of... Um it kind of gets our listeners to ask us stuff that they want to hear from us. You know what I mean? Like we do a lot of talking on here. We talk to a lot of guests and shit like that, but we don't always explain, you know, certain things that they may have questions about. So I kind of like these questions and sometimes they come like, you know, the questions are like really left field and you're like, fuck, you know, (laughs) like you said, you, you, there's some things that you may not want to (laughs) say. Y'all going here today. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to hold you to that, Rich. Now, now it's on recording. We're going to hold you to that. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Now, I look like Kevin said. I look forward to these two. It's kind of it's yeah, fun like, to for us to kind of come out a little bit out of our element, especially with the questions and shit. So I always look forward to these episodes. Let's get into it, man. All right. 
So first question we've got is from Mr. Sniff New Sneakers. What are the best storage boxes slash crates for storage? My sneaker boxes. <laughs> thank, thank you, Juan. I'm with this Juan is like what I was going to say, too. Yeah, sneaker boxes. Best storage. No, no, no. no and it's no, free. No, no. Well, not free, but you know what I mean. All you got to pay for is the shelf to keep them on or whatever storage you want to keep the boxes on. And... I'm down for drop boxes. Yeah. So, and you know what? I'm, I'm with Kali too. Like I'm, I still like keeping my, I keep every single one of my boxes, break them down. I put them into their own storage boxes or whatever, but I like to have them displayed, but I'm with Kali. I like the, I like the drop fronts. I, you know what? I can't, and I can't speak to any specific brand of drop fronts because like there's so many different brands now. I'd love for somebody to sort of like tell me which are maybe like the top five out there that you can get in Canada too, but I'm a big fan of the side drop front. So like, you know, that you can have the ones that show like the, the front or the back of the shoe, like you can put them in that way, but I like it. The ones that I have shows the side profile of the shoe. They're a little bit bigger, but those are the ones I go for. And again, I can't speak to any specific brand. I didn't need that many, so I didn't want to get uh, anything too crazy and I don't have that much space, but I prefer like a side, what do they call those drop, side drop boxes or something? I don't know, it shows a side profile, but. I can't speak to a specific brand, so I, I'm sorry if we didn't answer your question there, what's the best ones, but in terms of the style, I would say the side drop ones. Yeah, o- overall, we're, we're really not good people to ask this, <laughs> this about this question, because most I of mean, us just keep it in our, our shoe boxes. If you have the money, they have those like temperature controlled. like. No, they're oh, nice. That would be sick. But, yeah, yeah but that, I, like, I mean... I'm going to be honest, they're nice. Like any of the ones that they present, it's just the way for me, I guess maybe when I move into like a bigger space, like I have space, but once I move into like, say that's my house, mm-hmm. I'll invest in those, the containers or whatever. I see a lot of cool ones. I see a lot of interesting ones, but y'all saw me, the ones like from my daily, I made a shelf on my own, like whatever I got from Ikea, you know, it serves the purpose. Mm-hmm. I mean, for a presentation. Yeah. I mean, but you guys know me, I don't even, y'all don't even see my collection. So <laughs> There's no point in me having that if I don't even show anyone what I have. I've been to Juan's crib and it's just boxes stacked on fucking boxes. Like when you go in there like this, it literally looks, it looks like a stock room, man. <laughs> Minus the shelves. Like it's crazy. So yeah. for the question, like I'd rather keep the boxes. And I told the story before my wife and all that. And she's like, I ain't trying to see your fucking sneakers. So that was like real deaded real quick. And then also, then it went into like, what are you doing with the boxes if you're putting them in these cases? Well, I'm keeping the boxes. Well, no, you're not. So I said, you know what? I'll, I'd, rather, I'd rather keep the boxes. But like you said, Kev, you could fold them up and pack yeah. them away and shit. But she doesn't see reasonings for that. She's like, if you got a, a case for it, like, why are you keeping the boxes? So that just opens another can of worms. So I just kind of just said, you know, fuck it. I'll just leave them in the boxes. But I like the Crep Protect boxes. Those ones, they're black, right? They have black ones, Like you said, there's so many different types of boxes. Like, I like that one. I I like black though. So like for me, that's aesthetically not. I wouldn't say aesthetically. It just it looks more appealing to me because there's like it's black and shit. Like the bottom, I think, and I kind of like the way those look. I don't know how many different brands there are in terms of drop fronts. They all kind of look the same to me. I like the side profile one, like you said, Kev, just because I think it just looks better. Like to see like the side of the shoe as opposed to the front or the backs of them. Mm I don't know. Yeah, I just and, like and you know what? The other thing too is that like when you commit to setting up the drop boxes, you basically have to buy the same ones, you know, for your entire collection because they stack, 
you know, on top of each other. They fit a certain way. If you bought like a container store drop box as opposed to a crep box or whatever, they may not stack. It's not like a universal design, right? Like they still kind of have separate designs. Maybe the sizing might be a little bit different too. So I don't know, like I don't need a drop box for every single one of my sneakers. So I haven't had to buy a shit ton of them, but I would imagine that if you committed to a certain brand, then that's the one that you're sticking with. So, I mean, that's kind of why I didn't want to go super expensive because, you know, that <laughs> it costs a lot of money too. And like Rich yeah. said, my wife would kill me, man. Like you, we already spend money on sneakers already. Then you got to buy, you know, $30 a piece boxes too. She'd be like, yo, you're fucking stupid, man. Yeah, he was not having that shit, and man. That's the next piece to it is that, like, it's, it costs money. Like, it's it's not cheap to do it. And, like, I mean, you know, if you have 10 pairs of sneakers, 15 pairs, 20, I mean. Sure, yeah. You, you know, it's different. You could you could make that work, right? When you're, like, upwards of 30, 40, 50 pairs of sneakers, like, it's a lot. Like, it's it's expensive. Yeah, you got to times that by another 30 bucks plus tax or whatever it is depending on, you know, the brand, right? So, and like Juan said, it looks really nice. I think it's an investment. It's definitely, um, you know, enhances the setup for sure. So I'm not against it, but, you know, I don't want my entire room to be just all top foot boxes either. I agree. Sorry if that doesn't answer the question, but... (laughs) (laughs) It was a good question though, because, you know, a lot of people always ask that. It was, Yeah, because I'm always asking, you know, what brands and that's kind of why I I said at the beginning, like if somebody could tell me which are the top five brands, I would love to know, too, because, you know, I I search everywhere and everywhere's got an ad for a drop from box. And like there's local places or places in the U.S. There's like ones that like the fold out, like the ones that fold out for like 20 of them that just all fold out into one. Like, I don't know if those are good or not. Right. So and if you commit to that, then you're committing your entire setup pretty much to those as well i would imagine but who knows so a lot of money yeah definitely a lot of money thank great you great question though great question. Yeah, great question yes yes very great question okay next two questions are going to be from the homie ryan rushi grant 19 this shit is always yeah he always he's got he some he's, he's got some good ones here <laughs> so first question what trend have you seen that you hate since the show started you hope ends asap for me it's the oh. wave of dad shoes being popular Foam footwear, starting with Crocs. Ooh. Well, you know what? I, I have to, I have to agree with Colleen. Now, is that your, is that your only answer? That's the only thing that you want to see. Well, I mean, also like general release shoes that people hype and sell out completely that have barely any quality to them, like a piece of crap, like like Panda pandas. dunks or basically any dunk other than SB dunks, but just shoes that and like White Air Forces for shoes that there should be a lot of stock in and is a general release shoe, but for some reason it's selling out. That should not happen. That's like Jordan one lows and mids and stuff too. Like yeah. Like... <laughs> well you know I, I'm I'm sort of with you, Kali, in terms of the the foam shoes, like beat shoes, age shoes. I, I think we've mentioned that a bunch of times before. I think that's obvious. Like those are some of the trends, like, you know, like Colleen said, I'm, I'm done with foam runners, seeing people wearing foam runners. You know, like I, I can respect the shoe. I, I like that people like that and whatever they can style it, whatever, but it's not for me. But for me, the trend that I think needs to end immediately, and I think it is kind of dying to a certain extent, is like those super like chunky huge clunky shoes like like the the triple s's balenciagas like those type of shits man like i I think they look hideous who was it that 
was it Kanye's daughter? She was like getting out of a car or something and she was wearing these massively clunky shoes and she almost like snapped her ankle. I think somebody else almost did that too. But like those types of shoes, I think just look ridiculous whenever I see somebody wearing them. There's no good way to style that type of sneaker, in my opinion. I agree. What is I think I think with his answer too, like the dad, that whole dad shoe shit, like, yeah, like that needs to come to an end. The Jordan ones, I'm just, I'm fucking over them. I'm tired of it. They released, I, I can't even keep up in terms of the Jordan ones that have been released since we started this podcast to now, which is crazy. I should have looked up how many Jordan ones are released since we started this pod. Fucking over, uh, what are we at, over a year ago? Over a yeah, year. Yeah, close to two. Almost two years. Yeah. So you could imagine how many Jordan ones were released in that time. Like throwaways. Not, I'm not talking about like, you know, the shit that we like, like throwaway pairs. The Jordan one lows. I'm not going to knock on mids. Like mids are mids. But once again, I think it, you can lump it into that because they just got super excessive with it. Well, yeah. Um, think about all the colors they released though too. Because remember when we had Mr. Unlove Ones on in uh, 2021 when he talked about that. What did he say? It was something like 100 and... 140 or 150 pairs of ones had released in a I year. Can't, I, it's yeah. just astronomical. That's like more than 10 a month. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Right. And they're talking like two, shit. three a week. Yeah. They're doing that shit steady, man. I'm just, yeah, I'm over it, man. I'm over Jordan Brand coming up with these bullshit stories about every damn shoe that they fucking release. Like, it's like Jordan stop. sneezed into like, a I'm tissue tired. once, and this is what the shoe yeah. is based off of. I'm tired. Like, you know, storytelling is great, but I think sometimes when you force it, it just, it's like, stop, man. Like, this doesn't even make sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, some of the stories that come out, I'm like, where did you guys get this from? Yes. Like, did this, this even happen? Like, you know? The super obscure story. Yeah, like, let's not get into that lost and found pair. I just, I, and, and lastly, I don't, I'm running off, like I said, I love these questions a lot of the times. And it's like, I think for me, and I don't want to sound like, you know, the grumpy old person, but it's like the allure of drops like you know what i mean i feel like we watch these drops from the time they're released or like you know it's introduced up until the shoe actually comes out they just drag that shit through the mud man like this lost and found pair like this prime example how great would it have been if they just fucking like just dropped it on us as opposed to this is what it looks like on foot here's the gs size here's the back of the shoe here's the front of the shoe like here's the crack leather like i don't you know what i mean like it's just like i'm I'm fucking over it. Man. Yeah, there's like overexposing it before you even get a chance to Please. get it in hand. Like, you always feel like you've already it. owned the sneaker. Yeah, I'm like, I feel like exactly. That's actually perfect because it's like, and I think a lot of times I feel like I don't need this shoe because it's like, I feel like I have it already. Yeah, you've taken away the joy. angle <laughs> yeah. of the fucking shoe. I could damn near smell it. Like, <laughs> so th- that's one thing for me, I think, with those drops. That I'm over. I'm just like I'm. I'm done with it, man. And the Travis Scott one. Oh my gosh. Let's not you even. You didn't get, get the free sample, like, Rich, of how it smells. They were sending those out too. They trust me, Juan. I must have missed it, man. But yeah, I feel like it's, there's a lot of stuff, man. And I can agree with Colin. Yeah, I love my Crocs, but see, my Crocs are for the house. Occasionally, if I got to shove a little bit of snow or from running to the store, <laughs> I'll wear it. But I think the trend. So I can agree with Colin, like on the foam shoes and all that shit. It's like. Come on now, let's move on. But the dad shoes as well. There's so much shit. The vintage shit, like you said, Kev. There's just tons. Just excessive. Jordan ones, they need to just shelve them. Remember when they say they're gonna shelve, they're gonna fucking put shoes in the vault. They need to do yeah. that with the fucking Jordan one. 
Vault that shit. I think they're Disney. Like vault it. That's what I got. They did that with the Jordan threes, and I feel like I don't know. I don't know if it really worked. Like when, I feel like they brought no, it back. When, 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 they vaulted it when, for like two months or something. Yeah, <laughs> like it, they vaulted it for like two or three years and then brought it back. Like it really was. It was just like a short hiatus, basically. But they thought about it. It, it that sounded just, good. That was just it, when it they weren't really good. producing as much shoes as they are now. Like they just they just opened the floodgates. Like. 2013 to 2015 was a different time. They slowed down a little bit, but after 2016, 17, now it's especially 2020s. It's like damn busted. I look at some people and I'm like, how do y'all keep up? Like how? It's like a full time fucking job. Because half of the shoes that drop was I don't even know. Like there's so much. Like yeah, just, no, I, I remember when I used to be able to know like what was coming out in the week and stuff like that. Like keep up with releases and things like that. Like now it's like fuck, man. Every week there's like twenty releases. It's impossible. Yo, you seen this pair? Yeah, like I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yo, the denim ones. What? what denim? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, you know, and it, I and I have social media. It's not even like I'm I'm like you know in a hole, but there's just so many pairs. Like, and I'm just I'm just over it. Like that's that's one thing I'll say. Like, slow down. Like, let us enjoy the shoes. I feel like we can enjoy. I mean, I enjoy them. Like. You know, because I'm not out there buying everything, but for oh. the individuals who got to keep up with the Joneses, I feel it's like you can't enjoy them because then the next one's coming. It's like, right, I got to go cop that now. This ties you know, fuck that pair. To the next question. Well, well, let me let me get to mine. So mine is the aging of shoes, like the the not the I'm actual. On that too. I'm yeah, like on that. you the know, fake vintage. The fake vintage. Yeah, that's a great way to put it, Collie. Like the whole dipping your shoes in coffee thing is just like I just don't get it. If you really want your shoes to look aged or like wear warm, them, yeah, wear them. Yeah, they'll get there. Rich, how do your pandas look? Aged? Fucking aged. Crease the fuck up, dirty. I haven't cleaned them. And look, and I still got I got a compliment today on them. Yo, love the shoes, and they're fucked. Like they're beat to shit. <laughs> if you really want your shoe to look like that, go to a concert in them. Go to a mosh yeah. pit in them. Like you know, go to an outdoor festival in them. Like there's Where's there's them? plenty of ways to get your shoes to look like that without having to dip them in coffee. And like I've seen it done tastefully. I've seen it done where it's like nice. Like you know, talk about one of the uh, the pairs Konoski did for Rich, where he repainted the midsole, but he did it like an off white, right? So it wasn't white. It was just you know, so it looked a little bit aged. There's ways to do it, but it's just like, I hate when I see people get like a panda dunk and they're dipping it in coffee. It's like, just wear it. It'll look like that in like five minutes. Go to like a field, like a baseball field and just fucking run around. Yeah. Get all the dirt all over it. There you go. Right see? Do that. You know, leave the comfort of your home. Yeah. Take, like Trev said, take you five minutes. Run around a baseball field and them shits. Yeah. There you go. Vintage. I'm over that too. Yeah, I, I agree. Let's get back to wearing the shoes, man. Juan? I actually just agree with with Trav. The same thing about the whole aging thing. You guys know me. I I rarely clean my sneakers, so all my shoes are worn. So I'm with Trav on that. And you guys know me. I'm not really great with social and stuff when someone messages me and asks me a question. So when I see that, I'm like, man, what's up? You can just wear your stuff and it will age naturally. Yeah, 100. Okay, so that that was the first question. Kali alluded to the second one. What do you see in three years for sneakers? Because in my opinion, the way it is, it is now. I could not have seen three years ago. Like what oh. trend does he think? I think that's that's the best way to see to put it. So uh, let's say the trend of could you have seen three years ago? Okay, so here's a good one. Three years ago, could you have seen that Kobe's would have been at the popularity and price that they're at? Three years ago, would you have seen Jordans exploding to the price that they're at currently? 
that's how yeah. that's how I that's how I kind of read it. So like mm. some of the trends think, that have been in sneakers. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, I think I, I don't know what the trend is going to be in three years, three or four years, whatever. But what I'd like to see actually is, I like to see more ACG, more like hiking style shoes or you know those type of terrain type shoes. You know, I I, I grew up you know with ACG and I loved that type of look. Um, you know, field boots and that type of shit you know, was a big thing for me when I was growing up in high school and stuff. So I like it to go back to, you know, some of those styles. I like those kind of rugged looks. So I'm hoping that stuff like ACG will come back. Like even that, that pair that Colin picked up a couple weeks ago, that Solomon pair, like shit like that's super dope. I think it's kind of trending in that direction right now. So I'm hoping it, you know, sort of picks up a little bit more steam in three, four years. Those will be some silhouettes that we can kind of put together. Uh, with some fits because yeah i i, I genuinely like that look i'll go off of that yeah i would like to see that gore pour and whole thing take off and but i don't know maybe that will because the way i see the sneaker market going right now in the next two years one to two i see there being a crash for a lot of pairs i see things starting to lessen in value and then i mean if that's going to happen in the next year or two so i i see things going quite cheaper the only thing that might be a little different is when Kanye, if he does, when most likely he does, fully leaves Adidas. It will be interesting to see if Adidas has the rights to release whatever they want. In that case, the Adidas market might just you know be nothing. But if they stop releasing, some of the older models might now skyrocket in price. And depending on what he, shoes he now starts to wear those shoes will become popular because if he's not under contract by Adidas or any brand, he can wear whatever brand he does. So once again, the footwear he wears on feet will start to become influential. But are people still going to support him even after all the shit that he's going like doing Yes, right it's Kanye. He's done this before. He's done completely ridiculous whack stuff. And I mean, I'm not, I don't follow the him and all this stuff. So I don't really care. I liked some of the shoes before, but the way I've seen people react to whatever he does Unfortunately, the market's trend. No, I'm way. not. I'm not. I'm not doubting the fact that he's a trendsetter. He was a major trendsetter. Like he still, you know, releases Yeezy stuff. Like he still, you know, is you know he well sorry he was collaborating with uh, uh, Gap and things like that too. But I don't like the a lot of the stuff that he's been putting out recently as a you know compared to what he was kind of known for as a trendsetter previously. So. That's just my opinion, though. I mean, I don't doubt that he's a trendsetter, but is he still the same trendsetter he like he was before? I don't think so. I think you have to remember with a lot of that stuff, it just, when it first released, a lot of it wasn't, like, I thought when the 350s released, it was kind of like, eh, I don't know about that. And then you started to see it more, and I was like, okay, yeah, I can see it. And I think with a lot of those pairs, too, what's, uh, Colin, what's the uh, the alien shoe you had at? Uh, at the Steve 450? Your, the 450s, yeah. Um, like, that's how that's how I see it. I'm sorry. Like, what, like, are you, what are you talking about? I'm <laughs> the easy 450 resin. The easy yes, okay. Some of these later model stuff, they're you know they're selling for retail. They're not really there's not much of a resale market for it. But all of the previous stuff, if the accounts are stopped, they're no longer producing it. That some kids grew up with those shoes, so for them to come back around and get it, it's up the the value is going to go right up. That kind of leads me to my point about what the trends are. I agree with you, Colin, basically on almost everything you said. I think the market will crash a little bit. Specifically the Nike with Jordan. market, at least. Because, I mean, yeah. the Yeezy can't really crash that much more. 
Well, my thought is, is that the Nike market, so like the Jordan market and the prices that you're seeing at some of that stuff is going to start to fall. I think that last dance effect, like if you sold Jordans within that, like six months to a year after the last dance came out, you cashed out big. So good for you. Secondly, I think with the Yeezy market, what I'll be interested to see is I think actually Yeezys might go up in value if he leaves Adidas. Because it goes from something that's being readily produced, like we're getting Yeezys pretty frequently. And we're at the point now with Yeezys where it's not a complicated shoe to get. You're not struggling to get a pair of Yeezys anymore. Like, I mean, if we go to the, the year 2015 as an example, right? You know, people were bending over backwards. Rich has stories of people selling their entire Jordan collections to only collect Yeezys at that time, right? You know, people are bending over backwards to get a pair, to get not just a couple pairs of Yeezys, right? Now, I mean, if you wanted a pair, you know, as an example, I know we've talked about this, but how many pairs of brown Yeezys have come out in three different, slightly different shades of brown, right? If you wanted one of those, you were able to get it. So I think with his, what seems like it's going to be his impending leave from Adidas, I think some of those shoes might go up in value, kind of to what Colin spoke about, younger kids that, you know, the way we speak about Jordans or I speak about shocks or pennies or stuff like that. that I you think more like with. an Air Max is a, a lot more equivalent or yep. like a Hirachi. <laughs> Shout out Rich for the Hirachis. But yeah, yes, but, sir. But, but like, but all, any of those things that you might have grown up with, right? Like we've had numerous guests on talk about pennies, it's Air Maxes, it's Nike, basketball, whatever it is, right? I think the next generation of sneakerheads is going to have grown up with Yeezys. And that will be the thing that they value the most. Now, we don't know what Adidas is going to do. Will they have the right to release him after he's gone? All that kind of stuff, we don't know. But I think, if I'm thinking, I think Yeezys might start to go up a little bit more because they may not be as readily available as they, they are currently. Uh, that's a good point. I, I, I have a plain and simple answer for all the stuff y'all said. In terms of that, everything is cyclical. So they'll just come back around. You may not think it now, but it turns back around. You know how like vintage popped off again? everything it's in a cycle where it really depends on like how people see certain things you guys know me i've consistently i'll wear jordan ones even when they're not cool anymore because that's just me and then i wear a lot of comfortable shoes now because i'm getting older but the jordan ones thing will still be in my stable but like for me the simple answer is everything is like in a cycle yeah it's true i agree no i agree and my parents told me that too when i was growing up they were like Oh, you like bell-bottom pants now? Like, that's what we wore when we were growing up. Like, it's funny that you guys, you know, are wearing, you know, flared pants now. Like, I remember it was a time where, you know, the, the big baggy and flared jeans were in. And then my parents okay. were like, yeah, shit like that. They're like, see, like, you know, you guys made fun of me in my pictures when I was wearing that, right? But and now you guys shit. are wearing it, right? That's also like with the vintage stuff too, right? Like a lot of the, the vintage things you see, like, even like the Tommy Hill figure and all that stuff. Like we were wearing that shit. Like I was wearing that shit in fucking middle school. A lot of the tops that I see some of these kids wearing, even like the little the like concert tees or all that shit. Like we used to wear that. That was just regular clothes to us. Yeah, like, the eighties and nineties you know, fits are huge right now, right? And yeah, which is just we all grew up on that shit. Yeah, it's to funny. me, it's just like oh. Fuck, okay. Well, it's funny because I'm younger than you guys. So, like, some of that, like, now I'm starting to see that where there's things that are coming back that I'm like, that's a thing again? Like, we're Mm -hmm. doing that? We're doing that again? Like, I think the one is, remember uh, when uh, painter pants were a big thing? Yeah, yeah. Like, a little pocket on, like, the carpenter. Yeah, yeah, like, that stuff. I'm starting to see that come back, and I'm like, 
damn, that's that's like a thing again. Like we're 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 back to wearing those. Like okay, yeah, yeah, man, it's it's crazy. Well, right, yeah, it's very cyclical. Fashion, fashion in general, is cyclical, right? Yeah, it's full, know, full, you, you should know circle, what pants man. you like and stick with the pants you like. Like switching up your pants. I mean, that's, what does that save? I, I'm with you, Colin. I I'm I agree. I'm with you. Like I've gone to like the tapered bottom pants now. I can't go away from that. Like that's like I, that's I, like going from like tidy whities to like boxer briefs to like briefs. Like you can't. That's a major change. You can't just do that. Like you, you <laughs> that defines who you are. You can't switch that up. Very true. But like you're right, you're like you're right, like this, like because even with uh, one of the like the trend now is like with the baggier pants that kind of like fall over your sneakers. Like I just I can't get behind that. Like I just I feel like we've come too far to go back to that. We've done it long enough, man. Like I yeah. can't go back to that. I'm sorry. Like I just I can't <laughs> go back. I think the three years it's hard to say. Like I mean I can't even call it. Like you said, I think it's all it's always going to be based on the trends what's going on for that time so like i don't know what three years from now looks like i do feel like in terms of like sneakers and especially jordans i already see like the decline in like the numbers right like in terms of like the retros there's certain ones that they're not even touching anymore like they're releasing them and it's just they're just sitting and i think that's just because of the oversaturation like of these numbers like you know, your ones, yeah. I mean, twos obviously is a thing now. Your threes, your fours are going to hit. But, like, even fives, sixes, sevens, like, yeah. they're I really like that. I like that you just have stuff now that's, like, just sitting. Citrus sevens came out recently. Mm-hmm. Like, if you wanted them, you could get them. I think of the taxi ones is probably a good example recently. There's been a bunch of pairs of fives that have come out. I don't like if we talk, let's just, let's just use the fire red fives as an example that came out recently, I believe. Easy to get, easy for everyone to get. Like fire so it, threes, I think. Fire sorry, yeah, three, five. Did, didn't fire the, threes. wasn't there an OG five that came out recently? Maybe yeah, no, yeah, it was like the, over a year ago. Recent, but a okay, yeah, in the last couple years, yeah, yeah, like, but it, but it was easier for people to get those, right? So I think that's a good thing that at least they're not as hard to get. And I know we've had shipping issues, which create problems. And I know a buddy of mine had messaged me asking me about the taxi ones coming out at Foot Locker. And I kind of said, listen, with the supply chain issues, they suck. Like, you know, things are delayed or they get things and then they'll get a restock. But I actually kind of like the supply chain issues that they're having now, like, to be honest with you, because there's multiple releases and people forget about things. Once a release passes and the people don't get it, they move on to the next thing. So they forget about that shoe. And if you're like laser focused going, I need a taxi one. I need a fire red three. I need a citrus seven. When they come out again, like you can get them. Like one, we were talking earlier before we started recording. I'm looking to circle back on the bleach coral ones. Now, of course, I missed the restock that happened today, and Juan could have got the size for me. But anyways, that's my bad for not telling him. But I love that you can circle back on those pairs, and I also love that now things are sitting and they're easier to to acquire. Mm-hmm. So it's hard yeah, to predict. Like it's it's not easy to know what's gonna because I don't think any of us could have predicted the surge that Jordan had for twenty like. A year and a half there from 2020 to let's say the end of 2021 mm-hmm. right like i don't think anyone could have predicted the prices that they they skyrocketed to i i agree no it's a good question i like that it was very thought-provoking question ryan thank you as always for listening and thank you for those questions those were those those were fantastic all right rich this one coming is for you just you so remember what you said <laughs> earlier no, I don't. <laughs> no, you don't remember? <laughs> I remember that. 
the homie and longtime supporter of the pod, PD Dom23. <laughs> oh, this is the question that you left out? This is the question that I did not put into the pre-read for everyone here. So, okay. Rich. Pete was good. Pete was is, good. This is just for you, Rich. And I didn't put it in here specifically because I didn't want you all to see it before the episode. I don't think it's going to cause much thinking, so it's not going to be much cause for concern for you, Rich. PD Dom, just as a reminder... Loyal supporter of the pod, one of our first guests that we had back way, way back when. He posts the pod every week for us. Very big supporter oh, of tell us. Tell the story like my mom. Come on, get it. Get to the point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just reminding Rich of all the things that Pete does for us. Pete wants to know, can Rich just say fly, eagles, fly, or go birds? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Pete. Uh, Fuck you. <laughs> you know he's going to say no. You know damn well I'm not saying that, man. You know damn well I, I appreciate the Salute to Pete. Pete is always posting our pods, man. Salute to you, man. But hell no. I'm not saying that, man. No no way in hell, man. Appreciate the question, though. <laughs> so is that a question? I'm right here right now on the pod, Trev. I'll bet you $100 that the Eagles don't win the Super Bowl. Oh, on the record, oh. too. Oh. oh. Mm-hmm. Trev only gets Eagles, you get every other team. I don't like yes. that. That doesn't seem like yeah. a fair... The, the numbers don't... Yeah, oh, see, odds. you're not... You're, you don't odds, believe. Man. You don't believe. I believe this is a good year for us. What happens with this year is... If is you were on the Mighty episode. Ducks, you would have been cut on the team. Like, you did not believe. <laughs> well, good thing I'm not on the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> not with that attitude. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's, I'm glad you kept that one out, Trev. Yo, Pete, nah, man, I can't do it. You sure? I can't. You sure? I can't. <laughs> Give me some time. Maybe I'll surprise you on a shout out. I might, I might give it to you, man. But right now, I can't, man. I'm already salty about my Pittsburgh Steelers, man. So you, that's just throwing salt in the wound. So uh, we tried, Pete. We tried. Shout out to the Eagles. We trust our oh members that gosh, we have right that been on in the last hundred episodes. You better move along before he switches from strangling Colin to strangling you. <laughs> And going forward, any guests who are Eagles fans, we will be doing screeners when we are looking to book you guys on the show. Don't worry, guys. We're good. We're good. Just say you're a Steelers fan. You can you can tell them actually the, the truth once you get on here. <laughs> nah, salute to Domi Pete, though. Appreciate you, man. Yes, salute to Pete. So next two questions are going to be from the homie Super Duper Kyle. First one, favorite release to come out in the past 10 years? Easy. So we're going back to 2012. 2012. Oh, yeah. 2012. Yeah. oh, that's an easy one. Really mm. easy. Go so I'll go first then. So it's yeah, probably go, go. it's a hard toss up between the either the Adidas Ultra Boost or the <laughs> Adidas Yeezy V1. Like that's <sighs> gosh. Easy. Hey, that, that's you know, a model that's, that's that about, actually came out. No, like, I, I you mean, can tell me a Jordan because Jordan's didn't actually favorite, technically come that's out. That's his favorite release in the last 10 years. Yeah. I would be surprised if I'm surprised. Sizing. I'm surprised because I have one. I thought Colin would have do it. You know what? If Colin went with this one and that Adidas, I I could give him a pass. I can give him a pass. But to go with two of them, oh my gosh. Yeah, no, I'm not picking the easy. But uh, for me, I think the most unique one that I didn't think would ever release is the Nike Mag. Like hundred percent, I'm gonna pick that as you know my favorite release. Unfortunately, I don't own a pair. Uh, shout out to Sold Two Four Seven who brought his pair. To SneakerCon, I was able to, you know, see them in hand. Um, actually, you know what? Technically, the one he had was a 2011 pair, so it's just outside of the 10 years. But they did release the auto lacing, which auto is lacing, crazier. Yeah. So that was a 2016. But 
I mean, aside from that, I'm going to have to say the Aleli May Shadow Jordan 1. I thought that was, that was nice. a, amazing, amazing pair. I mean, just chat like shadow gray, whatever, but just the different materials that she used, um, you know, just her sort of putting her spin on that Jordan 1. I thought it was, it was a really great, great, you know, one of my favorites. I still want to own that at some point. And then I guess maybe an honorable mention would be the Mars Yard 2.0. So I just, I just love that bear too. The Mars Yard makes sense. It's a, it's a new model during that time. So that's exactly. Yeah. That's solid. This is kind of a tough one because I, in terms of my collection, like I don't have a lot of stuff that's like, how do I put this? A lot of what I own is retros. So a lot of what I have is stuff that's like re-releasing for a second, third, or yeah, but it's time. still a release though. Like it's still, still a release still, though. It's yeah, still it's released still a release. in the last ten years. I think it's still anything. fair. Yeah, I don't think it changes anything. So let me go with two. I'm gonna go with my favorite piece of tech that's released in the last ten years. Not necessarily something that I own, and then I'll go with one of my favorite shoes. So I think favorite shoe that's released over the last ten years. I will say the LeBron Eights. I just think overall that shoe was just so comfortable and so good. That was the peak of Nike basketball, like the peak of it. I don't know that it'll ever get back to that place. I think the LeBron Wait, 20. Sorry, was the LeBron 8? So the LeBron 8 is technically. The LeBron 8 technically falls outside of that. The original release was 2010. However, they yeah, retro last right. year. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. South Beaches. So, yeah. 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 So, like, the yeah, South yeah. no, Beaches. It's, right. it's not, so necessarily... not the model, not the model as, as a whole. You're talking about the specific shoe. We'll yes. use okay. the South Beaches because that did release in the last yeah. 10 years. I was happy to see LeBron 8s come back, though, overall. I love that shoe. Like, I just think the insole is comfortable. The 360 Air, the design and the look of it, they just did a really good job of it. So, I think that's probably my favorite shoe to release in the past 10 years. And how can we go wrong with the LeBron 8 Lowe's, the Miami Knights, right? Yeah, I know you love that shoe, so. My favorite piece of tech, kind of going to be some, something similar to you, Kev, those Adapt BBs that they released. Mm, yeah. So when, when those mags came out in 2011, I believe is the right year, Kev, because I think that was my first year of college. I remember them coming out. And I remember reading the article on the bus. <laughs> so think about where we're like as a time and remembering these co- like i remember seeing these because i i'm not a movie guy so like i've never seen back to the future so just to be you've never to, seen it though i've never seen back to the future what the what fuck, the fuck? yeah <laughs> so we're we're not a movie family How in my house never we- gone back and watched Trev. it oh he Trev. also didn't watch the wire like we should just Trev, it's not right. I, I, I've, I've never watched the wire on. i never I watched give, the wire i think you will pass on the wire this to the future yeah that is blasphemy. Yeah. That is a classic. Yeah. So I've never seen Back to the Future. So... Jaden and Marquise's watch Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah. See, we're not, a, we're not a movie family here. So there's a lot of things in life that I had to go back and watch. The future. <laughs> you have the internet. Oh, I know. I've, I've gone back and watched <laughs> things now that I, that I you know, like I stream it and stuff like that. But I have not seen Back to the Future. So what are you watching at night? Like just constant reruns of The Office and Family Guy? Basically, back to the back to the future is like it's like Rocky. Like those movies, they just don't get old. Like I enjoy, I've I've seen those movies a million times, Mm -hmm. and I enjoy them every time, every time. Yeah, and I've I know what I'm getting (laughs) for Christmas. Oh, okay. So Rich is getting Project Rock shoes. (laughs) I'm getting back to the back to the future. (laughs) All the fucking collection. I'm getting you the whole fucking set. So instead of doing a, a questions episode, we you just, just send them the file. Secret Santa. No, 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 no. 
He's getting a hard copy, a DVD. Not, not a file. Do, do people still <laughs> use DVDs? Or just give me the VHS first. Yeah, give me the VHS. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> now he's gonna fucking find a VCR. So instead, <laughs> instead, instead of doing a question, so I'm gonna get the TV you... with the VCR attached. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, send him to Omnis. <laughs> send him to Omnis and watch it there. Actually, he can watch the shit at Omnis, man. There, there you go. go. <laughs> Instead of doing a questions episode, what we've done is we've just created a Christmas list for each other of outrageous things that we've said on this podcast. I'm, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm generally shocked, people. I'm not even lying. Yeah. What are the kids? No cap. Is what they say. No cap. I'm fucking. I'm, I'm, gen, I'm generally surprised. Back to the Future, Trev. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what's this worse. Holiday that or, you're, that you're watching, watching Jordan play yeah. the Wizards. Like, oh my gosh, damn. Yeah. So, anyways, when the mag came out for the, when they released it, like, I remember reading the, I believe it was a Soul Collector article at the time. Yes. Like, like, oh, damn, this is like really cool. Like, this is really like futuristic tech. And I believe he goes to the future. Is it, was it 2015? 2015. That's Back to the Future 2. Back to the Future 1, he travels into the, past because yeah, he goes to the past yeah and okay. back to the future 2 he so goes, he goes to the wild the west and that's where the hoverboard is from because back to the future 1 the mags didn't exist they're only gotcha. in the second movie second okay. one gotcha yeah so there are first... two movies to watch <laughs> yeah no i told you colin the whole set i'm getting the whole set <laughs> three is horrible Box i'm set. sorry <laughs> it wasn't that bad if it's a dvd rich i still have a playstation i can play them on so yeah, that's, that's, there we go that's i got a dvd player don't worry i got a dvd player so i can <laughs> throw that in there i'll just lump it in there with you yeah but i remember no he goes he, he goes to 2015 so like the movie is set in like the 80s or whatever but they yeah. go into the future which yeah. is like 2015 and it's like you know like we're now in 2022 well and uh, it, it it's an interesting look in what they thought was futuristic at the yeah, time. Of course, and it, yeah. it's, it was, it was an interesting concept and um, it was interesting to see because I believe the adaptive bees and I will probably get this wrong, but I'm pretty sure they were there before I left Foot Locker. So I'm thinking 2017, 2018, I remember them being around. Something so around there. Yeah. yeah. I think it's around that time frame. So it's kind of interesting to see like that. Not only did that push, I don't want to say push Nike, but did, you know, like when they did the retro with the auto lacing in 2015 for the, for the anniversary or the, the year that they went to the future in. No, but they released in 2016, but yes, no, it but, was, yeah but, yeah. but along the lines of like 2015 was the year right. that they went to in the future. Right. So yeah. along those lines, they, it, that pushed them to kind of create that in real life. So I think that's yeah. kind of a cool piece of tech because truthfully like do you ever think of not tying your shoes like or like an auto lacing shoe like in i would never think of something like that like i don't think of that as futuristic like it's just not something that i think needs to be advanced so it's you know it's kind of a cool piece of tech to see that like you could have a shoe that automatically lace and then there was the whole app feature where they could charge and you could like you know there was there was a bunch of cool features with it so i think that's probably the cool piece of technology for me in the last 10 years I think just watching that movie and seeing that scene where he pulls his shoe out and he fucking puts it on and it's like, zoop, zoop. Yeah, like yeah. I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? Like, you know, and then the jacket, he puts the jacket on and it's like super big and then he pulls the string and it fucking adjusts. Like that shit was just like, oh, it's like it massive cool piece, to see, man. Yeah. You know, it's fucking crazy. You know, I was just a kid watching that shit, but that's great. I'm still, yeah, all right. I'm going to get Travis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll go up next. For me, and Colin, I am very generally surprised. 
The Olive Nine, bro. The Olive Nine. I mean, it's a great shoe and all, but the functionality is limited. And the OG release technically wasn't since 2012, right? Like, the OG was, what, 2008 or seven. Yeah, but we're, we're talking about shoes in the last 10 years. I know, but I based it on a brand new model that never existed before and came out. That's what okay, I go. So Just like it. when okay, I do I shoe of the year, I, yeah, I go by something that came out, right? So, No, no, that makes sense. If you're saying that that's the criteria, for sure. I can understand your choices then. For me, when I think of the last 10 years, I'm thinking of drops that were last 10 years, even if it was a retro. So for me, it's going to be the Olive Nine. One, it was the first time we've seen the retro since its inception. So two, no, second retro, sorry. I take that back. Don't kill me, people. The second retro since its inception. But for me, from a nostalgia standpoint, that's why for me, that the last 10 years, it'd be that shoe. I had that shoe in high school. So like I was super amped to know that they were finally dropping them again. And I actually camped out for that shoe. Salute to the homie Surge. Yeah, we actually camped out for a few hours for that shoe. So just to go to show you the importance of it to me. So that's going to be my top pick out of the drops. That's um, why I you need those all of nine Concords. Don't even get no, me started. No, no, no nobody asked yeah, that's, that's, that's a perfect example of a shoe that nobody asked for. Can't you just nobody. paint the Jumpman? Like... Oh, yeah, 100%. Those. No one asked for those. I don't even want to waste Konoski's time in trying to fix them. <laughs> just use a Sharpie. I don't even want to waste his time. Honestly, but technically, I'm... like the Concord is a Jordan 11, and the Jordan 11 is in Space Jam, and Space Jam's 11, so technically it's like a Space Jam 9. It's like your six degrees of separation, fucking basically. It's, it's <laughs> the Inception Jordan. Yeah. Makes Honest, absolutely no sense. Honestly, I'm considering because I, I actually have grown to like the All of Nines. I, I can remember when Rich got those, actually. I specifically remember him coming in and telling me about him, you know, being there and, you know, camping out and that was very strange for rich at the time and it actually yes. still would be rich strange for rich today but i remember him telling me about them and me being like ah, i just don't know i don't know how i can get behind the olive thing but as i aged and grown a little bit i'm i'm liking the beiges and the olives and i i as someone who really likes the the nines personally i'd actually be interested to see if kanoski could paint those to an olive nine for me i was tempted oh but i was just like it's not even worth his time it's not so yeah olive nine cool gray nine also 2012 that's another pair i remember when they dropped uh in high school rich. yeah i remember those came out in high school so that's another one for me as well so i'll go with that too in terms of the tech i'd have to be with kevin and trev on that air mag was just i remember when they announced they were going to release it again like i'm oh, not even again but i mean when they were going to release it and i was just like what the fuck like we're finally you know getting that shoe only to not be able to get the shoe so tech wise crazy and I think for, you know, us older folk, it just spoke to that nostalgia and being a kid and watching Back to the Future. I love all three of them. I know that the third one was a bit cheesy, but for them to bring that shoe back out, it's just unfortunate that they were almost unattainable. Because I, I, fuck, I'd wear that pair. I'm not going to lie to you. I'd, I would wear that pair too, man. <laughs> I'd wear that shoe in a heartbeat, man. Like, I would wear that shoe in a heartbeat. Like, just, Yeah. And I think, once again, it's for the nostalgia piece, right? Like, I remember watching that scene and just, like, in total awe. Like, yeah, what did exactly. I just watch? <laughs> you exactly. know? You just never thought, like, it's in the movie, so you just never thought it would be real. And then it, they actually made it, and you're like, fuck, this is amazing. What took them so long? It was what so I was long thinking. to do it. 
yeah like it was just it was it was unreal like like kev said like to to get a a shoe prop like they actually dropped it like released mm -hmm. it yeah it was just it was unheard of like we didn't see anything like that and i mean just the whole premise of the movie and to get something like that and you know then few like few years later to get the auto lacing feature was just nuts man i remember watching michael j fox when he was on the late night show and debuting them and shit like that yeah like, yeah, yeah yeah it's yeah. just you know like just crazy man like just to see it so like from a tech standpoint like it has to be that that air mag i mean you look at now that jordan 2 that drop whatever his name is uh jay well, belvin. belvin belvin with the light yeah. up wings logo like you know that like you know these shoes are probably inspired from that mag like with the the light up the lighting up features and mm -hmm. shit like that so yeah from a text hands point you know just you know not even just the auto lacing but even like the light you know the different lights and shit on it and the shoes is beautiful man such a beautiful shoe and i mean you got to look at the time when that movie dropped and for nike tinker hatfield to even be able to like concoct some shit like that you yeah. know back then that's still transitioned to now which mm -hmm. is just crazy so air mag for sure yeah that's one of those pairs like I'd wear them. I'd probably look really silly, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> no, I'd wear them for sure. Yeah, that's it for me. Did we get one? Did yeah. We get one? So for me, the release that I was interested in is the way they released the Mars Yard, the first one, that whole like space oh, yeah. camp thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like a really fun way to release. Like when you do, when you release things around that, that's really interesting. And that's just like a shoe that I could have gotten, but I didn't act fast enough for the attending space camp situation because you know you could have just signed up for it but i missed out and right now that's kind of out of reach for me well not, i'm not willing to pay the price right now that, yeah exactly yeah so it's not you know that's the reason why to me it's out of reach but for like technology wise in the the last like the 10 years i think did Kali, did you say boost technology only because it it kind of did shake up the trees and like have people talk in the beginning the boost technology is amazing so oh, the way huge. they started out oh yeah, yeah. Boost was everything. so i i appreciate that that it kind of like it made other people think about hey let's not just be lazy and bring out these shoes and let it fly off the wall but like boost technology like when they did that they're like oh crap and that's why i made like a dent in nike's wallets for a little bit yeah you gotta, remember, you gotta remember at one point boost was the thing that sold out the most in stores like you couldn't keep it on shelves like i could literally open a pair of adidas ultra boost at the store and they'd be gone in basically a day or two i remember yeah I I, think i'll have to agree with Juan. like you know, i can't believe i'm saying this but that whole boost thing was that wave was crazy you know and i think it was something new like you said it, it was comfortable i mean have i i don't even think i ever tried one on Yo, you shout did. out to the homies. You did. No, you shout you out did. to the homies. 100% you did. I, I, I put one on your foot. I was about to say, I was about to say, shout out to Trev and also to the homie Q. Um, Q actually, he was trying to sell me on them shits. So he, he made me put them on. And they are comfortable. They were comfortable. But I, I agree with Juan. I think it, it kind of shook up the sneaker scene for a little bit, man. Our boost was everything at that time. People were just, that shit was, you remember the prices they were selling for like those ultra boosts like yep. they were really crazy well, yeah. yeah a lot of the collabs i mean they're the collabs were nice to be honest but like the nmds those should have never been a thing like the nmds were cool like i didn't mind. like it wasn't for me but i could see why people were gravitating towards it same thing with the boost but once again it, it's it was it went with a certain look so i think for me that was just something that i wasn't interested in because of the aesthetic of the shoe but yeah, I think it shook up, you know, the sneaker world a bit 
because it was something new and, you know, it, it was appealing. It wasn't even like their shoes were ugly. They weren't. I think they did a really good job on them. But once again, you know, they took Nike's route and beat a fucking dead horse. And that's what happens now. <laughs> yeah, well, and it, it also came down to they made more pairs of them, right? So once more pairs become available, they don't resell for as much. So you can walk into a store and get an ultra boost at any time, basically, right? So it's not as as sought after as it was at one point, right? Because you got to remember the triple white ultra boost at one point were selling for like three, four hundred bucks. That's crazy. But I agree. I do agree one. I, I think that that boost technology tech wise is definitely something I didn't see coming. I think a lot of people didn't. I thought that was cool. That made, it made Nike get under P's and Q's. So. Yep. Good question, Kyle. And the next one. So this one's a little bit of a fun one. What's everyone everyone's thoughts about bidets? <laughs> never used one. I'm right. in the same boat. I've never used one. I had epiphany before this. So like greatest, bidet, greatest thing ever. A bidet is like, I mean, do do I really want to shoot stuff up my butt? You know, I think that's a bit too fancy. You know, it's a bit too fancy. You got to spend money or go get a, a bidet installed or get one of the portable or the home kit. No, I just need a hole in the ground. Like back over in China, we just squat, plop, done, scoop. You know, you're good. Hole in the ground's fine enough for me. I don't need any of this fancy, fancy wipe yourself stuff for. Jump in the shower if you want to wash it down. Like, I mean, I'm sure you're not going to do it all the time. And like, I know I don't have a tabo or any of that, but like. I was just about to say that, man. I mean, I guess it's more convenient because, you know, take a shit and you can just, you know, handle your business right there. You don't got to go in the shower. I mean, you should be cleaning your ass. You should be cleaning your ass when you shower. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I hope you shower every day. So, like. But that's what I mean. But I mean, there's sometimes maybe, you know, after your shower, you got to take a shit and. <laughs> you want to go back in the shower? Yeah, then you got to jump back in. I've done that. Yo, I've done that shit before, man. Like, I just feel dirty after it. I'm like, yo, I got to go take another shower, man. Yeah. You got to clean that up. So, maybe if I had a bidet, I'd be good. So, never used one. But I could see the purpose in it. Definitely. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Oh, yeah. There's people that tell me all the time, oh, this is the best thing ever. Like, you got to get one, blah, blah, blah. And, like, I just remember back in the day, at my uncle's house, he had like it was like a separate toilet, you know. Like, yeah, it's a separate, separate yeah. one. So like yeah. he had his toilet, and then he had the fucking the bidet, and I was always like, "What the fuck is that?" And then you know he explained to me, and I was like, "What the hell? That's that's too weird for me, man." <laughs> I never had one. I think I, now they probably it's probably like two in one type of yeah, thing. No, yeah, like, no, there's, there's attachments there's, you just yeah, put there's on the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, like like you said, Kev, like there was a, a buddy of mine. Actually, when I first moved to Canada, and yeah, like he had like it was two separate like toilets. I yeah. was like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> it's never understood because, like, you know, obviously you're just like basically showering your ass, right? And then you still have to like you need a towel or something. You know, like wipe your ass with a towel and all. That. I just thought it was too complicated, like too much work. Toilet paper. Yeah, I was I was fine with toilet paper. I wasn't getting that messy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I needed to shower my ass. I like on the Colin, spot. <laughs> get some wet wipes or something. I I like Colin sure. said, but you take a shower every day, man. You know, wash yeah, your ass, people. <laughs> shower, but nothing against bidets. Bonnie, want to expand on your thoughts? It's a great invention, man. I've used it. My mom has one in her house. There's a seat warmer, so I'm gonna be honest with y'all. <laughs> Life is pretty good. If you no, have but one you know, this is like boys. skewed because he also, if he didn't have one, he would have a tabo. A tabo. Tabo. What's it called again? A tabo. Yeah. Tabo, so yeah. like it's. Yo, I was poor. We we had to use that. All right, or a cup. All right. If y'all listen to Joe Coy, he'll talk to you about the Tabo. 
Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yo, it's, do I need it? No. Is it there? Yeah. Is it a luxury? It's amazing. Yeah. But because I traveled a lot in some places that I've traveled to, it had it. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. So then we, when my mom got went to her house, I'm like, yo, this is fire. There's a seat warmer, guys. Seat warmer. I'm about to say, how cold is your toilet? The seat warmer. It don't matter. Crazy. It comes with a seat warmer. It's all crazy. good, man. What? It's a great invention. I, yeah. Do I need it? No, not really. But is it there? Yeah, but it's there. there. Like, you know, you might as well use it. Exactly. <laughs> after, I just got to say, you know, after 100 episodes, I never thought I'd be talking about fucking bidet. Well, fucking bidet, right? <laughs> but interesting question. I like it. I, interesting like, the, one. I like the curve. Sure. Yes, definitely. Kyle, thank you. We appreciate you listening. And the, the interesting questions. Both were actually pretty good, actually. <laughs> Okay, next question is from the homie Andrew, Akon Ones. His question is, how much does potential resale value influence your purchasing of sneakers or of a sneaker? Never. <laughs> yeah. Never. I mean, never because if I wanted, I get it. But currently, you know, if the resale value is like a grand or like, you know, quite expensive, then it affects me by not buying it because I don't have the money to buy it right now. But, yeah, uh, I'm with Call. I'm with Call on that. Like, I think it affects me negatively because when it's higher, like when the resale value is like really high, then it just means I can't get it. And you know, usually, like, you know, if I if I like a sneaker, it's not because of the price. It's because I actually like it. And you know, sometimes that unfortunately it means you know pairs like a mag, for example. Like, I will never be able to own that just because. I'm not shelling out $30,000 for a pair of sneakers, but you know, just in general, I think when I see a higher price in a positive sense, I like it because generally that could mean it's more rare. So only when it's more rare, not when it's more hyped. So something like a Panda right now, that's got a high resale, but it's not rare that deters me from getting it. But if it's, you know, a, a limited sneaker or a more rare pair, I like people not being able to have the same thing that I have too. So that's kind of part of having a sneaker collection too in my eyes is that, you know, when I was younger, I liked having stuff that people didn't have. Like I liked being unique and I liked, you know, having something that people didn't know where they could get it from or whatever. So sometimes with the more rare pairs, I find that, you know, if the resale value is high, I think it's more appealing in that sense, but it still sucks. Like what Colin says is that, you know, I just wouldn't be able to get it. I think for me, it's kind of like a, if I like the shoe, I'll get it. Like, and I mean, I've talked numerous times on here about my Air Max collection and just having general release pairs. Actually the pair I talked about my, uh, my wares this week, uh, Air oh, Max man. 97, the Navy ultras, right? Yeah. There's no hype behind that shoe, but I love Navy shoes. Like I love Navy shoes. Like I have those, I have a pair of Air Max nineties that again, general release, Nothing special, all Navy, great check, like just nothing special. I've talked about, you know, like the Blue Jays Air Max ones that I have that are like mostly like a Blue Jays blue with a little bit of red and then they've got some Navy hits in them. Again, mm -hmm. outlet pair, love them. And I've talked numerous times about having all sorts of GR Air Maxes that, you know, some of them come back around and been, you know, pretty valuable actually in the end, right? Yeah. Like I think of yeah. the, uh, the Have a Nike Day Air Max collection, right? Mm -hmm. The ones in the Air Max 97s that I have, right? I knew when those came out that they were going to be sought after years down the line, right? Despite yeah. they were sitting. But I love the shoe anyway, so it didn't matter. It, you know, it was a nice little, it was nice to be right about that. I'll, I'll put it that way. It was definitely <laughs> nice to be like, y'all missed out on these. Yeah, yeah, um, you slept, you slept. 
but I, like it wasn't the like it wasn't anything where I was like I was buying them with the intention that the resale was going to be higher later down the line, right? So yeah. for me, it's really just about if I like the shoe. And I mean, I'm a little more selective with things now, but resale value has no influence. I can say though, resale value sometimes has the opposite influence that we'll talk about or that I'm talking about right here. So sometimes if the resale value is high, but I want it, it makes me be more selective with the pair. So I think of the heavies, Air Max One Concepts, the heavies. Had those been readily available to me or I was able to get all three pairs and they were at a decent price, I probably would have bought all three. But with the pricing for the heavies, which was the one I really wanted, I had to choose. Like it wasn't an option to get the mellows and it wasn't a get a choice to get the far outs. It was okay, right. I'm only pick the one that you like. Pick the one sure. that you like. So the, the most the re, yeah, the resale value can actually influence your purchase in, in that way as well, because it can influence you to say, Okay, which one is the one that I really want to go after? Because I'm not dropping fifteen hundred dollars on this pack. And then also kind of like Maybe what Andrew's asking as well is like, you know, if the sneaker is, you know, really expensive, does that make you want it more? No. For me, no. Definitely not. Like just because a resale price is high doesn't make me want a shoe anymore. Like Trezette, I have to like the shoe. It could be a GR. It could be a hype shoe. It could be something, you know, whatever. But the price does not di dictate whether or not I'm going to buy that shoe because in the end, what dictates it is if I'm going to wear the shoe. I think to I think some right. point it dictates it because like you talked about the mags, right? The price of the mags dictates that you're not going to get them, right? Yeah, no, like, yeah, for sure not. Yeah. You know, like there, there is the opposite end of the spectrum where, yes, like you're not going to spend, what is it, like $25,000, $30,000 to get that shoe. Yeah. Right? Like although you'd like it, like that's not a responsible no, purchase, that right? Be responsible. <laughs> so, I mean, unless I had the money, yes, it's not responsible. But I don't like it just because the price is high. Like, I like that shoe because I like the shoe. And I think that's what it's about, right? It's just you like a shoe and it just happens to be fucking <laughs> yeah. heavily priced. I would like to say we all have good taste, you know, for the most part. And usually the nicer shoes are the more expensive ones, unfortunately, right? Or if it's really nice and you like it, there's a good chance a lot of other people like that shoe too, which drives up the demand, which also drives up the price. So, you know, there's a bunch of different factors here, but... If it's just to simplify everything and it's, you know, are you buying a shoe because the price is, is expensive? No, because I don't buy a lot of designer sneakers. I don't buy a lot of, you know, super limited, super rare sneakers. I think um, there's a certain price point, right? Like if you look at like the, obviously 300 is a base price point for certain things. Like some Yeezys and whatnot. But if you look at like the 400 to 1,000 price point, stuff is kind of expensive, but it is obtainable, right? Where you look at anything that's pretty much over a thousand, it's all like the super hyped stuff or the, the ones that people go, oh, look at that. But like, it's, are those the ones you really want or you just want those ones because they're hyped? Because there's so much in between that. You're definitely right. Like, and I think I can use the example of the Atmoses that I picked up in the, uh, the Sean Witherspoon 97 ones as well. Both great pairs, both cost me a pretty penny. Now I got good deals on both of them, but I mean, like, again, those are shoes that I chased for a while and watched the price just do this, like go straight up the whole t the whole time I was waiting, right? So it was kind of a get in now or it's just going to keep going up in price. But again, the decision to buy those wasn't because they were over like $1,000 or more. The decision was, I really love that shoe and I'm mm -hmm. going to do what I need to do to make sure that I acquire that shoe and that shoe is something I own in my collection. I agree. I think that like you, I think like we all said, the price kind of plays a part, but I think if you really want a shoe and even if it's, it resells for 
you know, a bit of money. <laughs> I mean, at least for me, it just makes my decision takes me a little bit longer to figure out how I'm going to get it. <laughs> but <laughs> that's kind of like my outlook on it. But I mean, there's, there's going to be certain pairs where it's like you're willing to just drop that because it's a reasonable one. Like, yeah, it might. I mean, you look at some shoes like you're paying one K, you know, Kev, you paid some money for your cause fours, but mm-hmm. obviously in working your way to that. But I mean, you still spent that amount of money at the end of the day. Yeah. Right. Okay. And you and you made it happen. And because you like the shoe, it's not like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a cause for I, I need to have it. No, it's like I like that shoe. And mm-hmm. I think for individuals that spent like, you know, pay the resale in that regard because they actually like the shoe. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But I mean, yeah, for me, like, I think it dictate, dictates it to us to a point. But I think if it's and I mean, the way, the way we gauge resale now, too, is is entirely different than what it was. You know, we used to cry over three, four hundred dollars and we're spending like one K easy, mm-hmm. like without even batting an eye. So, I mean, for me, obviously, if it's a thirty thousand dollar shoe, yeah, I'm probably not going to spend that because my wife would probably bury me in the backyard. Um, <laughs> alive. <laughs> alive. 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 Like, see, Kev, we be on scene. Kev knows. <laughs> Us married guys is like, Kev literally said it before I was about to say it. Alive. Yeah, in those <laughs> shoes. So it's like, yeah, like obviously that's going to be a deterrent to a point. But yeah, I think if it's reasonably priced resale wise, I, I don't think, I think a lot of us, yeah, like I don't think it, it, it dictates it. I mean, we're doing it. You know what I mean? Like that in itself speaks to it. One. Kind of the same sentiment all y'all have. It doesn't for me. It doesn't really affect me too much because y'all know me. I've I've bought the stuff that I like. If there's something that really I really like that is bothering me, I'm gonna try to figure a way to get it. Most of the stuff, uh, you know, I don't go overboard. And if y'all know me historically, I haven't paid resale on too many sneakers. I want to say a good under ten pairs of my collection has been resale. That's dope. And that's a hard feat nowadays. Yeah, that's that's an <laughs> like, impressive feat. Definitely an impressive feat to achieve. So, no, that's a good good question. Yeah. All right. Next question is from the homie Cat CB88, former guest. So his question is: How has sneakers affected your life, positively or negatively? <laughs> I don't know about everyone else, but I think it's pretty positive. We all met through sneakers. We've formed lifelong friendships over sneakers. Like, and that's with you guys. That's with people outside of this group as well, right? I would say pretty positively. Yeah, I think I share the same feeling too. Positively, met new people, learned many new things. You know, like was able to share you know my passion and knowledge with people that I didn't think would be interested in sneakers you know a lot of coworkers, you know and, and just people like on the street like oh wow those are some cool sneakers like you know where'd you get them or you know and then you know just explain them or whatever like just being able to share that knowledge I think has been very positive with sneakers and it's just something that you know we grew up just liking anyways like it was just something that we enjoyed um you know we kind of geeked out about it and now that it's more mainstream and more popular, like people are starting to like show an interest into it too, right? That normally wouldn't. So I think it's all been positive for me at least. And Kev, arguably for you too, you moved to a new city, right? So part of yeah, like, sneakers, I, like how many people did you meet through sneakers that lived in the same city as you and shared restaurants and cool places to go and hiking trails and X, oh, Y, and definitely. Z, right? Everybody that I know that I consider a friend here in Hamilton, I know through sneakers. I don't know anybody else that's outside of that. I mean, you know, aside from like my neighbors or whatever, but like just 
the people that I, that I hang out with and talk with on a regular basis here in Hamilton, all through sneakers. So I would, yes, definitely have to say it's positive. There's nothing that I've experienced that's negative. I agree. I think I hold the same sentiment. Um, you know, for someone who's been, you know, sneakers has been like an intricate part in my life since I can remember. I look at it like it's been a bridge between worlds. Like I've met, met people all different walks of life, you know, people I might not even necessarily had even interacted with, you know, to be quite, quite honest. And, you know, here we are shooting the shit, talking about sneakers and life, <laughs> you know? So I think it's definitely um, more positive than anything, kind of my takeaways from it. And yeah, just being able to, like Kev said, just share, you know, our passion and being able to, you know, connect with other individuals, you know, on something that <laughs> seems, I think, to some, some people so like just... You know, frugal, so like sneakers. <laughs> like, you have how many pairs? I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> you know, runners. Like, yeah, man. Like, you know, yeah. so it just it, it just sparks that conversation. But also, too, I think it's a form of expression as well. You know, a lot of people are able to express themselves through sneakers. So for me, it's it's been nothing but positive, and it forged a lot of relationships for me as well. You know, all you guys like met through sneakers. You know, so it birthed this podcast. So mm-hmm. it's it's done a lot, man. So for me, definitely uh, the positives. And it's a great outlet, I think, for for a lot of people to kind of do, you know, have this hobby. Yes, I agree with Rich. To me, too, I like the community. Like, it's uh, more welcoming, especially you guys know me. Like, when I travel, it's not like, oh, I'm going to go, like, make friends and stuff. And I have, like, a weird time because I don't really talk too much to people. But my icebreaker is when I go somewhere, I'm like, I see someone with a nice pair of kicks. I'm like, yo those are fire and then we start having a conversation about other stuff and then they're like hey you're visiting oh yeah check this out check this out like things like that i think all of us too like our intention is always spread like the positivity of it and like i still like that we're interested in the actual like the concept like sneakers or this or like i like this i like colin has a lot of insight so like yeah we like bust his balls about stuff but like if he likes detail <laughs> and that's why i like listening to like a colin or like a jaren or somebody i like talk about sneakers because uh they know certain details especially me i like what i like but i know the details too but i like listening to their takes on it leather materials anything like that there's a connection right an instant connection and then like yeah like you said everybody's opinion is different and you know you can't fault anybody for that like it's a very personal thing too as much as we all share the same passion there's still a you know personal thing about sneakers too which i love so I mean, the only oh, negative side for me is I probably spent a little bit too much money on certain pairs <laughs> I shouldn't have. But, like, that goes with everything I buy in life, not just sneakers. So, I mean, it's just the addictive personality, I guess. I mean, like I said, my wife, man, but I can sell them if I need to. So there's no negative in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're investments, right? Investments. <laughs> <laughs> Dope. I like that question. It's a good one. Uh, definitely. Yeah, that was great. Thanks, Kat. Okay, next question. Jeep Sab, what is your go-to winter slash snow beater sneaker? Yeah, I think Juan and I got this one. This. Oh, yeah, I know y'all got one. I think we, we, we've talked about this too many times. <laughs> so I think Juan and I will start this one. The infrared 23 3. 100%. It's white, doesn't show dirt or scuffs. It's nice and yellowed on the toe box. It's a what great does that have to do with goes, snow? Nothing. It just goes with everything, though. It's white, so it goes with everything. The Perfect. question is a winter slash snow beater. Yeah, that's what I wear in the winter and in the snow. In the snow? Yeah. 
Yeah, I believe him. That's I believe that. pair. That's that's so like. Okay, so I know we have an episode, you know, sneaker boots. Sneaker pop. boots aren't boots. Our boots. I think I've grown past the stage of like when there's snow outside and it's cold. I am wearing like actual boots now too. But you know what? Like when the the snow is bearable, you know, I I do throw in sneakers still too. And the sneaker for me, I will agree with Trev too on the infrared twenty three. But for me specifically, before the one that I'm gonna mention, it was the black cement three. So I I had a pair of the two thousand eleven beat the shit out of those had the homie pete big p from true north rest no what is it north restorations oh i think it's true north North North. yeah yeah anyways but shout out to big p he restored those for me i beat them again after he restored them and had him restore them again so had them restored from him twice but those were my heavy heavy winter beaters for a while but i recently discovered and and trev mentioned this earlier in terms of his uh, favorite releases was a LeBron 8. So I was wearing the LeBron 8 in the snow a lot. First of all, like the higher cut and the the upper, the material is like almost waterproof, I feel like. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, I, like no sneaker is warm. So like I'm not going to, you know, try to, you know, justify, you know, any warmth uh, to any of the sneakers because the feet. But in terms of like keeping snow out to a certain degree, being able to clean them very easily. The LeBron 8 Cool Grays that I have, I've worn them in the snow many, many times for that reason. And again, like, I'm not saying talking about like grip, being able to like walk, you know, properly on slippery surfaces or anything, because no sneaker is really good for that. But just in terms of just a a regular beater, just to run errands, things like that, where you can get away with a little bit of snow, definitely the LeBron 8. I'm I'm coming prepared. I'm not going with just a regular sneaker. You know, in the summertime, I went out and I got myself that uh, Adidas Terex uh, Free Hiker Cold Ready. You know, I must be some type of influence because now that I got the pair I wanted, Adidas Canada now has them up on their site for this winter. So, I mean, people can go get them. Not in the all-black colorway, but, you know, it's still a good boot. So, I'm going to throw that on and I'm going to be dry, unlike these guys who are eventually going to get wet socks. <laughs> I thought you going to say Uggs. That's not a snow boot. It's a beach boot. Okay, let, it let is me, actually, but let me just also mention that one sneaker boots are not boots. If you don't know what we're talking about, go back to episode ten, and there's a whole rant on this. Look at Trev. I mean, but technically, <laughs> this is Adidas Terex Free Hiker Cold Ready. Technically, it's an Ultra Boost with an upper sheath on it that's waterproof. So, oh I mean, no, 100. percent What you got? Technically, what you got this is... oh, one sneaker boot is. A winter boot, but it's like the only one exception. But it, it, agreed. But like, what you got is technically a winter boot. There's just sneaker technology. In it. Well, and I have, I do have a specific winter boot. So there is a winter boot that I feel like I need to shovel snow or whatever the case is. Or I do have, I do have Timberlands. I still got a pair of six inch with the collar on the back, Rich. Not the like the premium. I'm about to stuff. say, yeah, there the we good go. Stuff. Love it. Double sole. But yeah, like that would be the shoot. And I think this question, I don't think specifically is saying like. What, what is the shoe that you wear in the snow? But I, like, I mean, you know, there's a couple feet of snow. I'm probably not wearing sneakers just, yeah. you know, but it what's what's the shoe you wear in the winter when there's a little bit of snow or whatever. Yeah, you don't mind beating them up, right? Yeah, like, you don't mind beating them up. It's the infrared 23 threes. It just starts snowing anytime here. It's like, it's, you don't, it's crazy. We All also live in England, right, snow. Colin? I mean, <laughs> you can times of years. I mean, if you go up to Thunder Bay or if you, have a large enough property. To I, I agree on. with you. I agree with you, Colin. Like I've grown past the, the stage where I'm, you know, wearing sneakers, you know, in the snow just because or whatever. Like I'm 
I want my feet to stay warm. I want my socks to stay dry. I want to be able, you know, like all that stuff. But if there's times where like I just want to go out, run errands, and then just wear yeah. a sneaker, and I know the snow is not going to get into my shoe or whatever, and I don't, you know, mind it being like a little bit cold outside, you know, like if I'm going to the grocery I mean, store, if I'm going to go like, you know, yeah. run a few errands, whatever, then sure. No, but I, yeah, I think the question was like that beater pair that I think we all have a beater pair for like. Yeah, like if you were to go to the rain, yeah. like if there's a shoe that you're going to wear in the rain, what's it going to be? You know, like that, that type yeah. of thing that you don't mind wrecking. I, exactly. Suit. And I got to go with Kev. Mine is the, the Black Cement 3 for sure. Just one of those pairs, like easily wipeable, like the midsole, like you could just wipe off whatever the fuck is on it. Like, and just but keep even trucking. if it's beat up or even it gets yeah. like whatever, then I don't like it, it. It still looks good. Like I restored it and I still beat it again. Right? Yeah, twice. <laughs> but the Black Cement Three is definitely that one. I just, yeah, it's at the door. Especially when the weather starts to change. But I agree, Kev. I think I'm at the point too where got to bring out the Tims. I copped that uh, field Tim that six inch last year. I didn't even wear them last winter, but this year I said no. They're fucking coming out. <laughs> like I'm, I'm <laughs> over the the cold feet. Like you said, I'm over, I'm over that shit. Like yeah. I'm wearing fucking boots. We're not wearing <laughs> Jordan future boots. No, no, no. Rocks Those are, are not an appropriate shoe to shovel snow in. No, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're done, man. You need, so. you need crew length socks, not ankle socks. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, that's a good one too. I, I think mean, everybody has wearing, that, that beater pair. Ankle cut. So yeah, that's crazy. You're, you're man. wild. Know, cut, man. It is a little weird. That's crazy. Oh, now, yeah. See, after a hundred episodes, and you know, you now admit it's a little bit weird. But hey, I mean, because some people just have sensitive ankles, like you guys. So I guess you know. <laughs> this is weird. We're in jeans. Whatever you want to call sock, it, man. Whatever like, you want to call we're it. We're in jeans. So like pants. Like yeah, you don't wear pants. you wear crew socks with pants, or you wear ankle Just socks sets, with or like cargos. Or... I don't have many jeans with me right now. They're all in China still, and I don't think they're gonna fit anymore. This was a this or that question a while back, and it stemmed from I went out one day in a pair of Jordan 12 flu games and forgot to change my socks, but I was wearing ankle socks. And everyone was like, how did, like, that's so weird. And Colin was like, oh, I wear ankle socks with my boots all the time. Mm-mm. Yeah, because he liked the feeling of the fur on his ankles. On his ankles. Like <laughs> Some shit like that. Something weird like that. But anyway. Pressing his yeah, again, ankles, yeah. to each their own. If that's what you like, that's what you like. I'm not going to argue with you, but I know the, the majority is not going to agree with you. <laughs> yes. Definitely not. All right. Next question, question. We got from Flex Luther. So it's, it looks like it's two questions here. So what was your favorite hoop shoe to play in growing up? Hmm. Hoop shoe. You know what? When it comes to hoop shoes for me, like I don't have a rotation of hoop shoes. So when I was balling frequently, actually one of the pairs, and a lot of people probably disagree with me, but I really love the LeBron 3. I still have that pair of LeBron 3s that I play ball in all the time. But yeah, it was a heavy shoe, but I just love the zoom on it, the comfort of it, you know, lots of ankle support. So for me, that was a pair that I really enjoyed. But then also after I wore that one a lot, I moved to the Jordan 22. So I loved nice. that shoe. That's a good well one. In. Yeah, it was a great shoe. And, and it had the different, not that I noticed the difference when I changed from the Zoom. The pods. The, yeah. The <laughs> I did. That was, you know, it was a cool little novelty of that sneaker. I ended up keeping the Zoom ones in most of the time. But yeah, that was a great shoe too. Like the traction, the grip on it was amazing. The support on it was amazing, and it was just super comfortable too. Maybe a little bit more heavy. Like my choices are a little bit heavier than most people would like for sneakers, but I, I like the I like the durability of it for me personally. 
Mine's nice and quick. Just Nike Hyperdunks. Yeah, that's a good shoe. That's they a had good one they too. had a run back in the days. That's a good, a good shoe. one. That's also my go-to ball shoe as well. Anything that had the Hyperdunks with the Lunar Lawn on them, go-to. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with that one too. The Hyperdunks for me Same. was another one. That was a game changer. I will mention that I do have a rotation of basketball shoes, but I have two pairs of Hyperdunks with the Lunar Lawn on them, and they're by far my favorite. I was really disappointed they went away from that, and I'm still disappointed that they haven't gone back to it. So mm-hmm. the honorable mentions to like Kobe's and like KD4s, but uh, I just didn't have a lot of them, so I didn't use them as much. My go-to was Hyperdunk. See, I was gonna say Kobe, but I actually I did own a lot of Kobe eights, and I actually never balled in them. So uh, maybe I'm just old school, but I never understood how anyone could play basketball in low cut sneakers. Ankle, yeah, ankle. It didn't ankle make sense yeah. at all. But and you know what? Everybody says Kobe's, and you know, surprisingly enough, I never played ball in Kobe's. I refused to. Yeah, I could see why. That was very, very odd. Yeah. Right, like it just for, I don't know. like ankle, yeah, ankles. Because, I think it's especially that era, like a point guard, but like a shooting guard, to me, would make sense. I think it's, it's a new think... generation of kids that just uh, like, I, and I think it also comes it's down the to movement, the... the way you drive. Yeah. In, right, if you're moving a lot side of... to side, it's fine. And if you're driving straight in, like but, you know, like for us, like a lot of the players growing up, like there wasn't a lot of ankle sneakers. They were like mid to high tops. Usually yeah. is what they I mean, what they bought. People wore a bunch of Chuck Taylors for years, so like you think that. I mean, that's that shit like... is just we can't even talk about <laughs> that. Crazy, Eric, I don't yeah. even know how that's the fuck shit. they did that. I don't even know how they did that, man. Like ankles of steel. But that was because... the extent of their technology back then. <laughs> they that just was moved their... slower, I guess. They had to just move slower. But I think, but I think also too the 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 style of play was a bit different at that yeah. time, so could withstand like what they were doing. Yeah. At that point, but yeah, no good picks. Yeah, yeah. hybrid down for sure. And there's a second question here. Best Jordan 15 to 23. Ooh. Later ones? Yes. Well, that's easy for me. 17. Uh, I'm going to say 17. I'm going to go with 16. First pair I camped out for. Bought with my own money. So I'm going to go with the 16. I like the looks of the 16s and 17s. But like for those, I'm not wearing wearing them fashionably. So it would be performance. So it would be the 21. Nice I'm, going, I'm going with the yeah. 21 as well yeah. because it would, it would be preferred performance, and I think that's the best one. Honorable mention to the 23 as well. Yeah, 21 is nice. 23s are really beautiful too. Yeah, I wore the 21s to sneaker con. OG pair, super fucking comfortable. So I gotta agree with you on concept. Part of my first, part of my first answer was was also 22. So I mean, yeah, 22. If you're to pick, if you're to tell me, yeah, if you're to ask me what the best one is for me, it's a 17. I'm gonna go with the 16. Good question. I like one. I really like the twenty one as well. Yeah. You know the the only one that interests me from the twenties. You know, and they did the laser on it. I just I don't know. A yep. lot of people don't really care because they did the, the laser on a lot of those pairs. But the laser on the twenty was cool and that weird strap situation. But it's a cool shoe. But the twenty one, I one hundred percent agree with Colin and Trev. That's a good one. And surprisingly, very easy for us. That that right <laughs> got to do that real quick oh, I'm, still, okay. yeah, I'm still waiting i'm still waiting for that college blue 17 retro i'm with you on that kid especially Sorry. after i think we i discussed it on this pod somewhere in one of the episodes that might crumbled on me which i was extremely disappointed about but you know it, it happens so wear your kicks people yeah. i say wear them they don't last forever but they need to retro that pair yes the college blue 100 yeah to retro that with the suitcase Wishful thinking. Wishful thinking. Give me the CD, the suitcase. Wishful thinking. Jordan Brand, knowing Jordan Brand, they retro them, they're gonna have like 
they're gonna make the actual box look like a suitcase, like a fucking yeah, picture yeah, on there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Give us some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, they'll never be in that coat. No, too expensive. Good question. Nice. Yeah. Next one is from the homie Mark Q. Hey, uh, another another former guest. Favorite shoe from a brand you aren't necessarily a fan of. I like that one. I got a couple. Are we and actually we spoke about this uh, recently. The uh, I'm gonna say the the Lamello ball shoe. I don't. That's nice. I don't. I generally don't fuck with Puma at all. I don't think. Man, when was the last time I ever owned a Puma sneaker? I don't even remember. But the Lamello ball definitely one of those top sneakers. And then actually, you know what? Shout out to Trev too because uh, he's got a pair of Vans that he's grown to love now. <laughs> but I bought my son a bunch of Vans, and I love Vans like the Disney collabs that they got. I bought him some of the Simpsons collab ones as well. And then also some of the SpongeBob ones. I just think, you know, Vans gets re- really creative when they do a lot of those kid sneakers. So I wouldn't say they're my favorite shoe, but I just, you know, I think that they, the quality of them is really nice. And then plus some of the collab, I guess, you know, those kind of kids collabs. Where I really enjoy those. So I... I'd probably go, I like the Lamello answer because, again, like, I don't mess with Puma. I don't own any pairs. So the Lamello is a really good example of that because I thought they did a really good job with that. Not a huge fan of Adidas. I'm a big swoosh head. It's If it's not Nike <laughs> or Jordan, it's really irrelevant. So I could go with a couple here. Not a huge fan of Adidas. I love the the 350 V2 Zebras. Mm, yes. Yeah. Love that pair. I think it's very unique and it's one of the only – I've never seen anyone use that colorway like that before. Oh, sorry. It's a white and black shoe, but I like the the stripes and all that kind of stuff. I think it's a very unique pair. Shack Gnosis. Mm, To some some extent, yes. I mean, it's a white and black shoe, right? That's not the first time anyone's used white and black. I mean, almost everyone uses white and black, but I thought that was exactly right. You can go to any sneaker, right? They they all have a white white and black black Jordans. Anything, no, but right? it was like a. I think it, what Travis talking about was like the pattern with the material, and yeah. it was a very unique look to that. And it, you know, the name zebra was exactly what that was. Like, yeah, looked at it, it was like a zebra, and you'd think with a zebra pattern, it'd be too out there, but it worked. Yeah, it worked really well. And I think the other one I'd go with is again, don't really wear New Balance. So I've seen a lot of nice stuff from them this year. I will say that the five fifties. Mm, there you go. That's a good one. So yeah, definitely. That's that's another one that I. Um, I don't know that I could ever pull it off, but um, like I know James is big on them and they're big with basically everyone now. So um, yeah, like I think they're they're basically a New Balance version of the Air Force One. I've seen them as now. Good, for, good picks. Good picks. For me, I mean, the New Balance is a good choice. I mean, because New Balance has some classic bangers. They have like the New Balance Future Cat back in the day, that skinny ass driving shoe, but everyone had them. Puma. You mean um, Puma? Puma. Yeah, sorry. No, New Balance, forget New Balance. We don't need any of that trash in my side of the <laughs> No old man shoes here. I'm that, not that, went yet. Left, that, went, that went left. That went left. Puma. I'm saying Puma had some bangers. The Puma Future Cats. I mean, some of their ball shoes are good in that, but I'm not gonna throw them up there. I'm gonna go and support the motherland, and we're gonna say the Lee Ning's uh, way of Wades. The those motherland. Are... <laughs> yeah, man, those things are crazy. Uh, you're an honorary. Ch- you're honorary Chinese. Oh. Thank you. I've been... Yeah, the Lee. The Lee. Lee. Lee Ning. Is it or Lee? Lee? Yes. Yeah, those Lee are nice. Yeah. Those are nice. There's a I, bunch I, of like, models, like the ones that have like the zip up sides and stuff. Yeah, I've seen so that. Futuristic. I'm like, oh man, some of those is, oh, they're 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 different. So like, I'll give them some credit, right? Not stuff I always see this side because, like, you see a Puma shoe and it's like, oh, it looks like a Wave Runner. It looks like a 700. It's a running shoe. It's this or that. But really, the only thing holding them up right now is their basketball line is just really good quality. That's. 
probably that. And I mean, they're popular around the world in other places, but I mean, so is places things like Fila and look how popular they are here. So it's everywhere's different. But yeah, that's my pick. Leading. That's dope, though. For me, I'm gonna go with the Asics, the gel lights. Are you gonna get um, a gel piano? Threes. Sorry. Oh, I thought you were gonna get a piano. <laughs> no. Not the runners. Yeah, nah. So the Asics for me, I would say, is one of those ones, and I don't know if I could pull them off either, but I do like the look of them. The collab stuff was good too. I know Kip did some things with them, so I'd have to go with the Asics. And it's a brand like I've always like seen, but it's like for us, it's like Asics like fucking runners and you know shit like that. So never really gravitated towards them. It's like the gel lights. I like. I think those look pretty dope. Gel lights are dope. And then New Balances, like Trev said, I say the five fifties are. Are definitely uh, one of those shoes. They're nice aesthetically. They look good. I think they go well with pretty much anything: shorts, mm-hmm. jeans, yeah, anything. Just saturated, but yeah, they are nice. I will say um, there's probably a bunch of other New Balances that I missed, but I don't know any other numbers other than the five fifty. So we're just gonna stick with that one. <laughs> yeah, there's so many great New Balances. They they got a they got a lot of stuff. Some of them fall into like the dad kind of shoe category, but even then. They, to me, they still look not personally, not for me, but they still look nice. I do love the colors that they come out with. They're very monotone, very, they're not too loud. And I think that's why I gravitate towards a lot of them. You know, those grays, I love when they use those grays. And I'm not a fan of gray. I don't like gray at all. But some of those gray colorways, the navies, I just love the colors that they use for a lot of those new balance me. runners. Blunt. Two words. Project Rock. No, I'm just kidding. Not at all. <laughs> uh, I really thought you were uh, serious too, man. No. Absolutely not. Yo, y'all just missed some stuff. Like, I own a total of two pairs of New Balances, but there's uh, I see a lot of them now that I'm kind of liking. Like, those 990s. Kit mm-hmm. did one with them as well. Like, well, they those did are a nice. bunch of them. The those 990s, like, really cool. I like... I might pick up a pair at the right price. That one is in... You know, but I only own two pairs total of New Balances. I like Rich's pick with the Gel Light 3 because of the design of it. You know how the thing is split and then with the lace. I, I like that. It looks cool. Mm-hmm. It's different. That's dope. And the 990s yeah. are good. I, I just never know. Look it up. <laughs> There's another one too. New Balance. Oh, fuck. I can't remember the name of it. For the lights. Is it like the 2002 something? Yeah, I was about to say that. It's one of the. There's that one. They did one, the, yeah. they did one recently with Ada, and I actually really like that one. New Balance got a lot of nice models I'd be digging with them. I just can't keep up with the fucking names and shit, like ZR900. I'm like, I can't. Don't like, my dad shoes. Now y'all talking like, about dad shoes. I'm like, bro, like, no, no, no. I like the way they look. Not for me. Like, I wouldn't wear them. Yeah, but I could appreciate is, dudes that wear them. favorite shoe from a brand that you aren't necessarily yeah. a fan of, right? Yeah, like, I wouldn't wear it, but it looks cool. I could appreciate it. Yeah. For all the New Balance heads out there, we're sorry, we're 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 not very New Balance heavy. This was I, I'm looking up some of the and the 2002R is actually I do like that because I think that was that was what they did the protection pack on. It's looking like yeah, those are nice. Yeah, those are nice. That that model. Shout out to the homie Aaron. Aaron be put me on game. You know Aaron. Aaron is he's all about his New Balance, so he kind of gives me a, a schooling on them. So I see a lot of the the models, different models from him, and they're tough. It's tough. Not for me, like I said, but I could appreciate them. So that's a good question. Yeah, I like that one. That was really good, actually. Okay, last two questions, and I think these are good ones to finish off on. So from the homie DMX God, you may have caught him on last week's episode and his old solo episode. So I'm going to start with the second question he had here. 
What was everyone's favorite story from a guest? Well, I'm going to start this one off. We were talking about before we got on. My favorite story is going to be the homie uh, social status and his fucking odyssey to go get those galaxy phones where he had to <laughs> fucking stiff arm the fuck out of some people <laughs> to get to the shoes. I will never forget because he, he was on it. Shout out to him. He had a solo episode and he told us the story. And then we brought him on again for the penny panel. And we got back into it. And when he gave that that delivery of that story at the time on the panel, I was just in tears because I could literally envision everything he was saying, <laughs> like just darting across a parking lot and having to like fucking just truck people to to, to get yeah. the shoe. Like, yeah. And then so having, my, like, having to get a drive there. And then having to get a drive and then bartered a pair of LeBrons, like bartered off a pair of LeBrons to get a yeah. ride back to go to work. Like it was just very like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was like it was very like planes, trains, and automobiles type of fucking crazy out man. Of high water like, just to get a pair of sneakers. But yeah, you know like, when you want something, you want something, man. You, you want some, man. So I just, I just love that story because it was just like once again, I think it taps into some of the shit we do for sneakers, man. Like it's a pair of fucking shoes. Meanwhile, you like got across wherever you had to go. Like it was not close by any means where he had to go to get these shoes. And to actually get them and then fucking barter off a pair to pay for your trip back to go to work. Like, when mm-hmm. all of this happens, I'm like, after all of this, you still have to go back to work. So, like, social studies, man, like, that's definitely, for me, that's probably one of my favorite stories out of our uh, our podcast, for sure. Okay, so a couple ones that stick out to me. Favorite story. So, I love Carlos's story, uh, Grip Your Soul. I know we had him on last week on his solo episode about just his whole story about the last dance and being, I know he wasn't featured on the documentary. He was on for like a total of like 0.006 seconds and all that. But I love this story about being at Jordan's last shot game. I thought that was really, really interesting and definitely an an interesting one that I very much enjoyed. too how he like, he was with his friend, then he lost his friend and then he got a ticket. One ticket. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty, that was crazy. I have one that I'll save because I'm pretty sure Kev's going to use this one. I'll mention it if he doesn't. <laughs> Kellen, the homie chef Kreisel. If you haven't gone back and checked out his episode, he's episode, I have it up, 75. His episode is like, it's a really interesting look because he's uh, the chef, or an executive chef for MLSC, who's the organization that owns the Toronto Maple Leafs, Toronto Raptors, the AHL team, the Toronto FC, the Argos, which is our CFL team. It's a really interesting look because he's got a lot of he had a lot of great stories. I can't pick one, but he had a lot of great stories about like weird requests that he's got from NBA players, you know, sleeping in the Toronto Raptors locker room, like taking a nap in there. Like just it's actually an episode that I recommend to non sneakerhead friends. They'll ask me about the podcast because I'm like, you should listen to this. Like I'll tell them, you know. You can skip over our wares and pickups and, you know, Kellen's intro into sneakers. But it's actually a really interesting kind of look behind the curtain of like what goes on in the arena day to day. So I think that one's really interesting that I definitely really enjoy. Actually, that that was one of my picks too. Kellen, first of all, Kellen is just a great storyteller in general. Yes. Like, when he tells a story, you're just so captivated. So shout out to Kellen. I want to get him back on too because like he's just, he's one of those guys that, I just love to listen to him talk because he's so animated because he's so like, you know, he's uh, the details that he tells, like he just, he's just a great storyteller in general, but yeah, like Trev said, 
you know, he was on my list as uh, one of my, I, it was hard to, for me to pick a favorite. I know the question was like, what is everyone's favorite story? Kellen's, yeah, like just the peanut butter sandwiches. Like I never would have imagined like that was like the top thing that all NBA players are asking for as, you know, their food of choice or whatever, right? Yeah, like sleeping in the, in the locker room, you know, just all those, you know, crazy things that you never hear about that go on to put on, you know, this event, right? Like a, a Raptors event. Like Trevor and I are huge Raptors fans. I know a lot of our listeners are too, but, you know, it's just very crazy to hear from his side what goes on because we go there, we watch the game, you know, we'll go to the concession stands, whatever the case is. But, you know, he's getting requests from players to have like a turkey dinner, like <laughs> not on Thanksgiving, you know, like crazy shit like that. And the way he tells it is hilarious. Exactly. Like, like his the way he's the way he delivered that was so funny. <laughs> um, What's your bird situation like? Okay. Yeah. Bigger birds. Yeah. But then not only him, again, along the same lines as Raptors, Kai was one of those guests as well that had a lot of great stories about, you know, how he got his jerseys. Because I mentioned before I collected jerseys uh, for a while, authentic jerseys. But then, you know, Kai is just on a whole nother level of like obtaining these super rare game issued or game worn jerseys, you know, about him. Was it uh, somebody wanting to buy the jersey like off his back or something like that? Like, I don't know, just yeah. a lot of those yeah. stories about um, or him, was it someone wanted to buy it off of him or him buying it off of somebody? He bought I don't it know. off of someone else. Yeah, he bought it. Yeah. But any, either way, like the way that he's gotten some of those jerseys, some of the auctions that he's joined. I didn't even know some of these auctions existed. Like he's like the next level in grabbing a lot of these jerseys. So the backstories are a lot of the things that I really enjoy about people's collections. And it's not just sneakers. It's with Kai, you know, his, his Raptors jersey collection or just jerseys in general, game worn stuff. And then more recently too, talking about backstories is Falsy 30, Eli, his story about the Cheech and Chong dunks that he's got about him getting them signed by uh, Tommy Chong, who just happens to be his great uncle as well, who he ended up bumping into at, you know, rest in peace to uh, his, was his great-grandfather or something like that. Sorry if I got it wrong, but seeing him at the funeral and then asking him about the shoes and then him not knowing about the shoes and then telling Eli that if he ever got a pair that he'll be more than happy to sign them for him. And then, you know, his aunt just happens to be a business partner with Tommy Chong. So like all that stuff is some crazy stuff that you would never would imagine from just a pair of sneakers. So just hearing those stories, you know, just, I just really enjoyed that. And sorry, before we continue, I just want to update everyone on those episodes, just so if you get a chance. So Rich was talking about social studies. So Sean's episode social studies was, um, episode 79 and then we've got kellen's episode was episode 75 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches is in the name there uh so it should be pretty easy to find kai was episode 73 carlos, carlos he, was episode, yeah. he was episode 20 and the story that kev was talking about with falsey is not his solo episode it was the uh the takeover episode we did part two so that was episode 99 Juan, collie sure the two that I liked that got to me, uh, when we had Happy Lifewood on and when we had Josh on, only because I was at the airport running around trying to find somewhere to record with y'all. But I always wanted to hear stuff that Josh has to talk about. And then y'all know I finally met him at SneakerCon, so he's a good guy. So shout out to him as well. 
And before Collie goes, Josh is episode 43. You want to go back and look at that. Josh is the authenticator, or it's one of the authenticators for eBay up here. So it's a really good look into what the authentication process looks like. A lot of things that I actually didn't know. So definitely an interesting one. And Steve is episode 82. And his is a really good, because if you don't know what he, he does, um, his woodwork is amazing. And it's just, it's a really, it's really interesting to go inside how that process takes place. Collie? I mean, all our episodes are great. Lots of good stories. I just get so baked, I don't remember them all. Fair enough. <laughs> just go so back it, and listen to them all is what he's saying. That's your call and answer. <laughs> Episode 32, Colin talks about throwing up the splash pad. Great story if you want to go back and listen to that. <laughs> and the only one that I didn't get to mention, I, I wanted to leave a couple just because Kev, Kai, and specifically Palsy's story about, or Eli's story about the Tommy Chong dunks was, uh, or the Cheech and Chong dunks. I wanted to leave. I didn't want to say everyone's answers. Um, so, so we basically had the same line of thinking then. Basically, or you, this, like, <laughs> yeah, you and I had almost exactly the same line of thinking. <laughs> Um, the other one that I wanted to mention is we had uh, Mr. Unloved Ones on very early on. It was episode 22. It was a really, he was a really interesting one as well. I know it was early on. So, um, but yeah, he was a really interesting guest to have on as well. He had a lot to say and a lot of interesting stuff to say. So it was, it was a really good look into there as well. So yeah, great guest. Yeah. As Colin said, like there's a lot of great episodes in between there that we didn't mention. If you haven't, go back and check it out. There's there's a lot of great stuff in there that we didn't get to mention here. So yeah, exactly. It's it's hard to pick a favorite. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. Whenever I ask a question like, "What's your favorite sneaker?" and people are like, "Oh, that's not even a fair question, man. How do you pick your favorite?" Right? And and I get it. Right? When somebody yeah. asks me now, like, "What's your favorite story?" Like, there was so many great stories. It's hard to kind of go back and pick your favorite. But yeah, I think you know, just highlighting a few of the ones that uh, I really enjoyed. And everyone's different, right? Like everyone has a different story and it's different for everyone, right? Like Kevin, and I enjoy like Kellen's one of our friends, right? So we enjoy having him on and chatting with him. But as Raptors fans, we relate and we appreciate those stories and think they're interesting to hear. Same thing with Kai with his all his jersey stories. Like we love that kind of stuff, right? So yeah. Um, and then same way with social studies with Rich, right? Like they have that penny connection and you know, all that kind of stuff, right? So mm-hmm. Everyone likes different things for different reasons, but there's a, there's a wide variety of guests on there. So there's something for everyone if you want to go back and listen to episodes one through 99. <laughs> and the last question, also from Will. Did you ever think that the In Kicks We Trust podcast would make it this far? Yeah, I, I, you know what? I don't even know how to answer this question because I don't want to seem arrogant and be like, yeah, you know, we're going to get to like, you know, thousand episodes or I don't want to seem to I, like I didn't believe in what we were doing and say that, oh, yeah, we, you know, I didn't think uh, we'd get past 10 episodes. I just knew that when we started it, it was a way for us to connect with each other. I think that was the most important thing is that when we started this, even though we had planned to do it a long time ago, it really only kickstarted through COVID and the pandemic. And, you know, we weren't going anywhere. One, an excuse just to connect with people that, you know, that were our friends already anyways. And... I just felt like it was a, it was a great outlet. Like it was a, something for me to do every week to see you guys, catch up with you guys, and then just kind of record it. And then, you know, have an opportunity to just sort of like brainstorm with you guys, think about things, think about outside the box, get different opinions about di- different things too. So pretty much all the stuff that we would do on a regular basis as a group, 
we kind of just highlighted it, you know, in this podcast for everyone else to sort of listen to too. So I don't think the question is like, did I think it was going to make this far? It was more for me, is it something that I enjoy doing for this long so far and hope to continue on? Yes. I kind of knew that I would enjoy doing this every week. You know what I mean? It's a good answer. I think my take on it too, and I think sometimes we can't be modest <laughs> if I want to say that. And no, and I think because, and I only say that because, you know, we spoke about this podcast, like it was years in the making, right? It wasn't something that we just kind of thought of overnight. We had conversations about this, you know, for some time. So for me, it's like, I think I envisioned it. We could take it somewhere. And I think, like you said, I think COVID played a role in that where now we had the time to really dedicate to it. I think what I was certain of is that we had something special. I think, you know, us as a collective and what we each brought to the table individually, I think that's why I could say like, yeah, I could see it going far because of, you know, how we all collaborated. And like I said, I think all of our point of views, I think we all have different takes on things. And I think that we are all comfortable with each other where we were able to be ourselves. I mean, I think that's an important element of us. I mean, I think people enjoy it. I'm glad they enjoy it. I think the takeaway for me would be, I didn't think that it would have took taken off as fast as it did. I think I knew we had something special. I just, in my head, I just thought maybe it would take a little bit more time. So I think it's humbling that, you know, we are where we are now is kind of how I see it. But no, I always knew we had something special. Um, and I think of In Kicks We Trust as a whole, like everybody and what we brought to the table, because this is every one of the guys, even the ones not on this podcast, they played a role into this, whether, you know, people have, I'm, most of the people haven't seen the rest of the guys, but I think that from a collaborative standpoint, like all of this is due to everybody that was involved in It Kicks We Trust. So for me, it's like, I knew we had something special. I knew we could take it somewhere. I think I'm just, yeah, I'm humbled that we were able to kind of, you know, get to where we are now. Looking at 100 episodes in and, you know, where we are, the guests we've had on, it's been like an amazing ride just to be able to connect with all these different people, you know, not even just in Canada, but even in the States and through sneakers. So for me, it's like, you know, I knew it could get this far. I just maybe my whole take on it was that the amount of time it would have took us again. So that's kind of my take on it. And uh, for me, like, I really wanted to get these guys to start this up like six months to a year before, because I knew this would be something we can all have a big conversation about, you know, talk together and just have good chemistry. So, yeah, you know, I did see it going this long. I see it going quite a bit longer as long as, uh, you know, we have a time for a chat. It's time to record. So, yeah. As long as we have Kali. Ah. Uh, call it, like the, I said. Even when the motherland gets me back, I'll still be on. I'll just be on <laughs> nine in the morning instead of nine at night. Alan will make you work. <laughs> Juan, did you want to add anything before I just kind of close it off? No, you're good, y'all. I mean, for me, we would have been doing this regardless because we like talking to each other. So, you know, with or without the pod, we would have been doing something like this. We just couldn't really like see it the whole way through, but we're here now. Uh, you know me. I'll talk to everyone about sneakers all day or travel. Mainly Jordan it's ones, good. but everything's fair <laughs> game. Yeah, hundred percent fair game. <laughs> I think for me, um, 
I'd been asking about this for a while before we actually started up. And as Chris kind of said, we discussed it for years before we actually did it. But um, did I think that it would it, we would make it this far? To some extent, I, th- I thought we could. Like, I thought we had enough to talk about that we would be able to make it this far. I think specifically where I'll, where I'll go into, but like, I mean, beyond that, I think specifically what I'm happy about is kind of what Rich touched on the, is the progress we've made within the partnerships we're partnered up with eBay. That was something I never thought was going to be possible in a hundred episodes, right? Like I thought a company such as eBay is never going to be looking at our small little podcast and want to work with us. Right. So I think I'm proud of that. I'm proud of the friendships we've made, proud of the episodes we've put out, but I'm proud of where we come in the first hundred episodes. I'm very proud of where we are. And the next hundred is just going to be just as good. And we're just going to keep growing. So I think when when I we started this, I was confident we'd make it to 100. I've just I'm I'm proud of the success that we've had so far, and I'm proud of what we've put out, and I'm I'm excited for what's to come for the next hundred and more. Yeah, man. Oh yeah, for sure. And you're right. Like you guys are right. Like just the guests that we've had and the people that we've been able to reach is something that I didn't envision. You know, like I didn't know that we'd have you know all these guests, and yeah. you know I didn't know that there'd be all these people actually like DMing us or, you know, DMing me about certain things, um, you know, have, just having regular conversations based on the podcast. Like I, I, at the beginning, I just never envisioned anybody actually listening to us. You know what I mean? And then, you know, it just got to a point where, you know, I'd have people, you know, start following me on Instagram or like messaging me about things like, you know, if I say, oh, if anybody out there has an opinion on this, then, you know, let me know or whatever. And people would actually DM me and say, you know what you said about that? I don't agree with that. Or yes, I do agree with that. You know, that that type of interaction engagement is, I'm proud of that the, the most, you know, like just being able to connect with new people and meet new people and just talk about stuff that we've talked about on the podcast. Yeah. That's it, man. It's been a, it's been a jersey journey, I should say, man. One of, one of my favorite songs, NWA, man, 100 Miles and Running. And we, <laughs> we doing that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, And also, like Rich said, just keep it 100, man. Keep, keep it 100, 100, man. Keep it 100. Keep it 100. Straight up. That's what we've done. And, you know, thank you to everybody that's yes. tuned in, man. Thank you to all the guests, all the guys that I've been talking to, you know, Instagram. And hey, I'm reaching out to them. Yo, would love to have you on. And. A lot of them haven't even hesitated to to jump on with us, and we've never even had a conversation yep. um, prior to that. So, salute to those guys and ladies that we've had on in these past hundred episodes, man. Very thankful for everything. Mm-hmm. And y'all, yeah, it's been good. I'm happy with the people we've connected with, and I'm, I'm excited to continue this uh, after episode 100. So, yeah, thank you everyone who's listened so far and taken in episodes. Again, as we mentioned earlier on in this episode. If you haven't listened to all the episodes, you can go back. They're just a conversation like this. So they're not necessarily dated. So if there's anything, and and we've also had a bunch of guests on. So they range from all sorts of different people. So definitely go back because they've all got different stories on how they got involved in sneakers and where they are now. And there's a lot of great stories from a lot of great, different, great people. So make sure you go back and listen to that. So guys, last thing before we head out, there is going to be a 100th episode contest as we did for episode 30 and episode 60. We are working out the details on what the shoe is. That is the holdup. We promise it's going to be something good. It'll be well worth the wait. That will be posted on our Instagram page. When we post it on the Instagram page, all the details will be there, but it'll probably be something similar to the 30th and 60th giveaway. Follow us, eBay, 
tag three friends and tell us your favorite episode from the pod so far. Something along those lines is probably what it'll be. All the details will be in the post. It'll give you all the details on how to enter and everything, but it should be something similar to that guideline. Yeah, we got a lot of shit. Yes. So. Yes, we it'll do. be a nice prize back. <laughs> it will be a oh, nice yeah. prize back. I'm, we're, we're waiting to get confirmation on the shoe, but I promise you it's worth the wait. Sure. Guys, thank you for listening. As always, you can find us on Instagram at InKicksWeTrust. Make sure to use the hashtag InKicksWeTrust for a potential feature. You can find me on Instagram at in, not in, Well, actually, technically, you can find me at Instagram at InKicksWeTrust because I run that page or help run that page as well. But if you don't find me there, you can find me on Instagram at Tremsky63. Kev, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on IG, Kevin K. Man. Golly, where can they find you? You can find me on IG at the Hollywood Life. Go to my link tree, you know, follow my YouTubes and all that other stuff too. You know, help me out. Juan, let's hear it for the hundredth episode. Let's make this a good one. You can find me on Instagram, three two one. Like I said, you can message me about traveling kicks, mainly Jordan ones, but everything's fair game. One hundred episodes never gets old. One hundred kept at one hundred. Kept at one hundred. Richard, can they find you? You can find me on IG Growth Status thirteen. Guys. 100 episodes. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. We're excited for 100 more and hopefully more than that. We will be back next week with episode 101. Fun stuff planned in the next 100 episodes, so make sure you stay tuned. Yes, sir. Everyone stay safe and be well. We will see you all next week. Bye.